All right. This was a really cool episode. I really like what we talked about for the first uh, 2019. No, wait, this wasn't the first 2019 podcast, right? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> well, no, we tried to. We were trying to figure it out. Like, oh, was this the first, the second? I don't know. My brain is Yeah, I can't remember scrambled. because of your incredible vacation. So uh, on this podcast, we start with uh, a couple funny stories about uh, things that happened on New Year's Eve party and uh, a story about some candy, some healthy candy, huh. right? Then we discussed uh, Frank's recent vacation to the Midwest. Vegas. And uh, <laughs> his binge eating of candy. Oh, man. Uh, sweets, desserts. Frank Ooh. went all out, which is so unlike him. Yummy, yummy. So it's pretty funny. I can't even picture you eating sugar. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I was so fucked up. It was so lit, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then uh, we discuss his overall philosophies that he learned on this trip of hiking and nature and space. Uh, might have to do with the drugs he was on, but... A little bit. Nah, I'm little totally bit. playing. And then, Best uh, drugs ever. We talk about a lot about the vacation. And then the last part, the last like half hour, we answer a handful of just questions about fitness and health. Um, very applicable too. Yeah. They were very like, um, general, general questions, but things that people I find all the time see as misleading or marketing tactic tactics that people fall into in the fitness industry or the health industry. Yeah. And it was, it was really fun to answer these questions. It was a, a lot of them. Yeah, right. no, you'll definitely enjoy this. You'll learn a lot from this. You will get to know us as well. And, uh, Honestly, I just sit back. This is a long one, so just sit back and enjoy this one. Yeah, it's hopefully you got straight two hours. Yeah, just get in your car ahead. and just drive around for two hours. Yes, yeah, for real, Fuck you'll it. enjoy it. It's it's all the things that you would enjoy as a person. So yep, there you just, go. Uh, it's relatable. Like always, yes. Enjoy the right, rest guys. of the podcast. Enjoy. So you graduated from school but still have no idea what the fuck is going on? Good, because that was the point. Now you're just another mindless pawn in the system. But luckily, you stumbled upon the Young Minds Podcast where we tackle the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life. Alright, sexies, it's now time to dim the lights, sit back, relax, and open up that mind. And before we begin this journey, we kindly ask you to keep your hands and feet in the craft at all times. And while you're at it, leave us a beautiful review on iTunes or Facebook. Thank it's you. It's been a while, so putting these headphones Frank! on. Frank! Hey, what's up, buddy? Frank, how we doing? How you doing, man? Welcome. Wow, man, it feels good to be back. Yeah, these headphones but, uh, feel weird. Yeah. They're not greased up like they used to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have my old earwax on them. Ooh. <laughs> Ear sweat, whatever the fuck So, dude, it. it's been, uh, this is our first 2019 podcast, 70s? right? Yeah. We, we or did started, we do one? No, we did one New Year's Eve? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I we, can't remember. I don't know. Do we remember? did it sometime in 2018. Yeah, but not back 19. In the day. Not 19. No, back dude, in the day. No. no, because. Dude, there's yeah. so much to talk about. I know. I mean, you start it off, man. You want me to start? I have a... Because if I start, it's going to end. Yeah, because you just came back from Vegas, so... Well, basically what I did for the week that we weren't with each other... Besides trolling me. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many stories I can't wait. Oh, my God. Anyways, I started taking notes on my phone. Anytime something happened, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about it. So I'm looking at my notes now, and uh, on New Year's Eve, I wrote down something. Um, obviously I worked at the restaurant New Year's Eve. It's one of the busiest fucking nights. Hmm. And dude, there was this, I got so heated. There was this one table. It was a table of like 20, right? One side, all the adults sat one side, all the kids sat and the kids were like five years old, seven, eight, 13, 
and 12. You know, those like five of them, all that age. Dude, they were every single one of them on an iPad and did not look up. They're all cousins, right? They're all cousins and brothers and whatever. Did not look up once and just fucking iPaded it. And then when the food came out, it's a verb. <laughs> iPaded it. They iPaded. When the food that. came out, all of them except for one kid put their stuff away. The kid was eating penne lavaca, scrolling aimlessly through Instagram. Oh, it was, okay. did not look up. That was my question. So, say, were they playing like an one interactive got, game? They were on Instagram, not playing anything. You could see in their face just like no emotion, doing nothing. One kid was playing a game like this, right? You can't see me if you're listening, but if you check out Young Minds on YouTube, you could see my face. He was just playing aimlessly, like he must have been five, just like doing something where you jump. And his cousin next to him was just looking over his shoulder like this, just like <laughs> aimlessly staring. And I look, I'm bro, I'm in shock because all the parents are, it's New Year's Eve, right? There's families everywhere. Everyone's getting together. They're talking, laughing. And these group of kids, cousins, brothers, sisters, are just like dead emotion facing a screen. And I'm standing there looking at them. And I, I literally mouth to myself. I'm like, what the fuck? But I mouth it. And I like shake my head. And one of the moms sees me do it. And you could tell she got so upset because she sees it too, you know? Yeah. But they don't do anything about it. And it just, it just blew my mind. That was it. That's all I wanted to say. That's no, but, what I had in my notes. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah. No. And I heard I heard something about uh, this in an, an analysis that someone did, a uh, psychologist, a uh, pediatric psychologist. Uh, and he was talking about how any ch- uh, children born in 1995 and later, specifically 1995 and later thank god i was born in 94 i was 93 (laughs) so i was like they're predisposed to this social discourse that is very different than what we're used to and it's actually the lack thereof social discourse but the way that they interact with each other is without emotion they don't know how to express emotion because during middle school like when you start to go to a new school and you start to go from locker room to locker room, uh, sorry, from classroom to classroom and you have to visit your <laughs> locker, locker rooms sorry, you going yeah, to? Right? <laughs> just gym school. Um, but out of fifth grade, that's when technology and the internet were integrated in the lives of the kids. Yes. Around that time. Yes. And now being that, I mean, think about young girls, their emotions and their puberty they're going through and then boys, the puberty that they're going through and just the changes and to have this outlet where the boys who are increased in testosterone become more bully-like, and then the kids who like to retreat and kind of are more introverted have way less uh, capacity to socialize. So they both use technology to their advantage, right? So the introverts do it to play games and to conquer things, and then the bullies do it to uh, capitalize on social media and to bully and terrorize and to dominate. And at that pivotal time in our lives, we didn't have that. We no, had like aim. I didn't have that at all. We had aim, which you could bully. <clears throat> you could block someone. You can't bully me after you block me. And also the thing with aim is that it was only for the 30 minutes we were allowed to be on yeah. it because <laughs> back then. Yeah, exactly. Back then to get on the Internet. I remember when it, when I was like nine or eight and the Internet first like became mainstream yeah. to get on Internet. We'd have to unplug the phone landline plug in the computer landline and my mom and dad would only be like you have 20 minutes on there because we need the phone what if someone calls it was like yeah. the, the phone like needs to be on at all times so i'd get 20 minutes of aim mm-hmm. chatting back and forth you know and that's it that's it yeah. now it's now you're you could be bullied 24 7 when exactly. you go home we've we've spoke There's about no this escape. before 
no escape. So but then, it's not even just that. It's not even just the bullying either. It's just that critical point, which is really weird to think about because I remember in ninth grade, I had an iPhone. Did you? Ninth grade, I had, I had the silver iPhone with the black bottom, number one, the first one. And I remember from then on, I was always capable of cheating on tests. I had internet. I had Facebook. Like if I had uh, Wi-Fi and, you know, that was when it started to really integrate with my studies. And then college, it was a... So imagine being races. born with that yeah. in elementary school. Exactly. That's what we're. That's what's happening now. So now so you're on the social. flip side, on the flip side of that, I had a table not too long ago, maybe last week, where it was uh, ten people, and five of them were children, and I mean like four, five, and six, like young, not even over ten. Mm-hmm. And dude, they brought coloring books, they brought a board game, and they brought um. A game where you, for kids, where you like guess. You put it on your head. You put it on your head and you guess something. And the parents and the grandparents were there and they were all playing together. There was not one phone on the table. Everyone was laughing. The kids were having a ball. The kids were saying like stupid things and the parents were cracking up laughing and everyone was having a good time. And I actually, I literally went up to them and I said, guys, I just want to let you know, this is incredible what's going on right now. And they all like look at me with smiles and I'm like, and I explained to them, I'm like, as a server, I see so many kids drowned in iPads the entire time they're there for an hour and a half. And the parents don't talk. The kids don't talk. No one says anything. And when I told them this, they all start cracking up laughing and they go, that is so funny. You just said that because that's what we usually do. And today we, f- we made a rule that when we come out to eat, we're not allowed to do that and we bring games. And they're like, that is so funny you said that because today's the first day. Like, we are usually those people. Yeah. And I was like, I smiled and I was laughing. I'm like, this is incredible. Keep it up. This is like, the kids were like ecstatic. They were yeah. participating. They were talking. They were using words. They were expressing ideas. The parents were socializing with the kids, you know? It's not this disconnect that we usually get. No, dude, so, I love it. And I actually did the same thing at Lifetime. So my my second day at Garden City Lifetime, they had this giant turf and they have like, you know, uh, the ladder. Yeah. There's a floor ladder where you go in and out with your feet and then they have little hurdles and a box. And this this one guy had four kids. They weren't his. Like one was his, but they weren't all his. <laughs> he Sorry. took these kids. <laughs> he stole them. And uh, I'm doing my workouts and I'm listening and I hear one kid scream out dad. And I was like, oh, that's the one that looks like him. But then it was all the other friends. And this guy is a personal trainer who took his friends, kids, or his kids friends. who were friends, or whatever it was, and he was training them and giving them drills to do throughout the turf. Mm-hmm. And they were just having so much fun. No phones were out. There was nothing going on. They weren't in daycare. They weren't in like the child's playroom over there. They were out with this guy, and he was training these kids. And I went over to him. I was like, I love what you're doing. And I, high- I high-fived him, shook his hand, whatever you want to call it. And... I was like, I was so happy to see some guy d- doing this, taking charge and just training kids on his own free will. He clearly was not with any other parents. They weren't watching. It was him and these kids. And one kid called him dad. And it was the only one who looked like him. And it was his bunch of his friends. And I was like, I just, I love what you guys are doing. And the type of training he was doing, he was like playing games with them. And That's he what was you making it make fun. Games. And I was like, we need more of this. You know, they're not in phys ed. They're not out in the park. They're with this guy who's te- teaching them the right form, too. Like, the way to jump and how to land, spread the floor. I was like, this guy's awesome. Oh, he was and saying went, that, too? Yeah, so he like said spread, spread the floor, the floor and push. Land. And that That's was where I, I was like, I got to go over to this guy and talk Yeah. So I'm sitting there just stretching, doing whatever. And I'm like, this is fascinating. And that's so important, especially nowadays, because kids aren't even allowed outside. Right? Like, can <laughs> I walk? Punished. Imagine you take the letting away. a kid walk down the block to their friend's house. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch you. 
I'll walk you there. Text me when you're there too. Call me in an yeah. hour. Let me know how you are. It's like fucking chill. Dude. But you ever notice like now when you punish a kid, you take their phone or their iPad and away you and outside. you force them to go outside. Yeah. I used to have to I've go in my room because I love to be outside. Yeah. It totally flip-flopped. I'm like, what? That's a win-win for the kids today. I mean, I mean that's not what they feel like. I know, but it, it's just like, fuck, we have to go outside. What is there to do now? I know. But when was it fun to be in a room? You know, <laughs> like just that was always boring. But, yeah. Um, but it totally anyway. switched. So that was so, one of the first things, New Year's Eve, right? Now, da- did you? That was New Year's Eve night. That, that was New was Year's Eve fun? night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, mine was a very chill family day. Chill with the the nieces. Yeah, you were still here. You left yeah. the day after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the no, the second. The second. So I was here for the first. The first was I don't know what the hell. Whatever. I think we we podcasted. Did we? I think we did. I think we might have. Yeah. I think we podcasted on New Year's Day. The day before you left. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't our first of 2019. I think you're going to have to take down that ping pong shit now off your Instagram. Talking shit about winning ping pong. First game in 19. Nah. Oh, you're right. I destroyed you that day. (laughs) No, you didn't. You don't (laughs) even remember. You totally just said that. It was uh, 5-4. Oh, it was. Well, it's saved saved in our archive. Or 4. The Instagram archive. So we'll check it out. Yeah, we'll check that out. Uh, One more thing because I really want to talk about your (laughs) vacation. So I have one more thing I have to bring up. It was so fucking funny. I was dying. So... This lady, another thing with the restaurant, right? I hate work so much and here I am talking about it nonstop. <laughs> so this lady came in and she had a, uh, a big party, right? Of, it was her daughter's birthday and 25 of her daughter's friends were coming for this party. Mm-hmm. So she decorated the table with candy and confetti and balloons. Like she was going in. <clears throat> so she started talking fitness with me because I guess you could see it through my muscle tight shirt. All right, we get it. <laughs> So she started talking fitness and she goes, Oh, you have to see what I bought. She, (laughs) she pulls out this five pound bag of gummy bears and she goes, these are the healthy ones. So dude, I held, I hold, I held everything in because she was super rich and I was, I was waiting that table. So I was like, I want the best tip. I'm not going to fucking rip this lady apart. This is her daughter's birthday. Be nice. The front of the gummy bear thing says first off it's like very clean looking white like healthy you know brown paper bag very holistic looking (laughs) right then the front says fat free gluten free and low sodium it's like fat free sugar dude exactly exactly i'm like fat free there's no fucking fat in gummy bears (laughs) not even the unhealthy gummy bears have fat gluten free no fucking shit gluten free like gluten free doesn't mean healthy and then low sodium like yeah okay Great. It's sugar. <laughs> yeah, right. So then I turn it around and I, I took a picture of the ingredients. I'm reading Crack free heroin. <laughs> it's like, yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So it's I turn, on sale too. Bro, I turn it around and I read the ingredients. Number one, corn syrup. <laughs> Number two, sugar. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm triggered. And then there's uh, vegetable oil, yellow number five, red number 40, yellow number six, blue number one. And mumbo number five. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but man, I was fucking dying. That's it. That's all that was. In that's there? it. Then there's, there's water. No gums. There's gelatin. Okay, there's gelatin. and okay. Uh, artificial flavors. <laughs> but that's yo, so she gross. comes up to me. We're talking fitness, and she's like, "Oh, you have to see what I got. Uh, these are the healthy gummy she had bears." A five pound bag. Two oh, five gallon five pound bags for the party. For the party. Got yeah, it, yeah. Okay. She, I was like, there was twenty five. These on deck. No, no. There was twenty five <laughs> girls, so it was a lot. But dude, I'm just like, I'm just like. The thought process of some people, what people fall the for. The lack thereof. Yeah, what people fall for in marketing 
Like, so that's why we're here. Stop. Man. Just that's stop that. We need to carve a new path for these fucking it blow, people. Man. It blew my mind. So I put it in my notes and I was like, I'm. That's crazy. But that makes so much sense, man. So many people, like, they'll grab, like, the, the low fat wheat thins and be like, and it'll they say were gluten free. They were already low fat. Now they're just less fat. Now there's just more sugar in it. Like, okay, now it tastes a little worse. Well, for those who don't know, products that say low fat, they amp up the sodium, right? Sugar. Sugar, sugar, sorry. Because uh, flavor, you either get it from sugar or you either get it from fats. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if your yogurt is low fat, well, guess what they fucking ramp through the door? Sugar. If your product- BT dubs, by the way- Go ahead. Don't buy low fat or no fat of course. yogurt. Get the fattiest fat fuck one. You possibly can. Get just pure yogurt. That's That'll the, be all. Yeah, anyways. And the same thing is true with the opposite. If something's like low sugar, we're good on sugar, they added uh, like processed oils. fats yeah. and like things to make flavor. So yeah, the point of the point of the thing, the point of the thing, heh, there you go. There you go. Words, Justin. With it. <laughs> the point of it is stop with these trends. Like stop looking at a bag and being like, oh, gluten free. That's Damn. healthy. Gluten free means healthy. No, fuck face. <laughs> I saw this uh, tweet from Max Lugavir, and it said, healthy foods, no, healthy foods or real foods have no ingredient list. They are the ingredient. Bingo. Hello. Bongo. Dude, that's it. That's yeah. the move. That, you just don't go in between the aisles unless you're buying like oils or something. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason. You just go for the produce. Go for the steak. So, with and all that said, I just want to hear about your trip because you it. fucking went to the place that I love the most. I've been there twice, and I love it so much. All right, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that towards you. the end. Okay, because you. there's a lot to talk about. Go ahead, start. Um, so, first off, I went to Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas with my girlfriend, Jen. We went to go meet her father, who is like a hiking expert loves is he? fucking go- like cool. it's just his thing like he yeah. moved there to hike and if you understand where las vegas is geographically it's neck it's three it's a three-hour drive from all the coolest places so you could go to the west of vegas and you go to like yosemite sequoia national park uh sierras you could do all that over there and then you have the grand canyon to your east you have Zion National Park, which we went to in Utah. You could go to, all the way to the Canyonlands, east of that. Uh, then south, you have New Mexico. Uh, not south, southeast, you have New Mexico and Arizona. Um, and you could go to all their national parks. And then you have L.A., which is right there if you wanted to go to L.A. for whatever reason. Um, but you have all these things in, in this three-hour radius. And we went there and did not drink one sip of alcohol. The entire time. Really? Zero. Not even a drink. Why would you? You're probably so high was, already. I was, yeah, right? <laughs> like, literally. And, I and, didn't mean literally, yeah, but. But, yes, we were high, not even weed-wise, even though weed is legal there. Like, it's, you could buy it in a store, and we, which we did. We made sure we did that. Um, and one thing that surprised me is every time I go to Vegas, it's 110 degrees out, sunny all the time. And in January, it's not. In January, Uh-oh. it's 55, 60 degrees, maybe. It's just so nice, out. though. Sweat, that's sweater it's weather, nice. right? It's, it's, so it depends on what you're doing. And it's a very short grace period. So like at 10 a.m. to about 4 p.m., if it's sunny, that's nice. It's, it's very nice. But before that, it's freezing. <clears throat> it's 30 degrees and just no humidity, so the heat doesn't get retained. So if the sun's not up, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the sun goes down, it gets cold again. So we get there and we immediately just, we went to the dispensary because we were waiting for the, our room, 
her uncle got us a room at a at a Rio, which is off the strip, but it's a big casino hotel. Um, so we just we bought we stocked up on bud, stocked up on uh, water, stocked up on all supplies this way because we knew we were gonna drive. We rented a car, and then we started doing bouldering, which is like yeah, just I know what that is. very small climbs, but you're climbing rocks. You're not hiking a trail. You're just kind of you're it's called scrambling too. Like you just go up a bunch of rocky terrain, and by rocky I mean like rocks vary from like two feet in diameter to like 20 feet in diameter and you just crawl was up it them. marked off trails no like bouldering trails no it's i mean it it's like the parking lot's designated so we went to red rock canyon first which is like it's just pristine wilderness of not even wilderness because there's no i don't even want to call it that because there's no trees there's nothing blocked it's all exposed all rock face but it's grippy rock and there's obvious peaks and you're like i'm going right there i'm going to that top and all you do is you just fucking crawl you crawl, climb, put your hands and feet in different holes, lift yourself up. You jump from rock to rock. Like, it's really cool. Um, one thing I do want to plug really quick, and they have no affiliation with them, but I'm, I want them to be affiliated. I want to be affiliated with these people. Vivo Barefoot Hiking Shoes. Is that the ones you have already? Yes. Yeah. Dude, they were a mistake. I bought them as a mistake. Like, oh, so I thought on you Amazon. <laughs> so really quick, just to give a preface. I... Uh, on Amazon, I always wanted barefoot shoes so I could have more of a connection to my feet and just have like kind of like a sock with a really hard rubber bottom, right? And just because it gives you that feeling in your feet and you could squat, deadlift, you don't have to take off your shoes. Like it's just basically your foot. I bought these these Vivo Barefoots on Amazon and I put them in my shopping cart, right? So I found the color and the size that I wanted. I put them in my shopping cart. I got all black stealth ones, right? They were called, which were like really thin, whatever. And then I went and went to go buy them and I just bought them thinking it was going to have all the specs I was looking for. But all it was was size 13. It was the only thing that was right. Then it gave me this waterproof one, which is like Ostilus or something it's called. It's some weird word. Um, it's the different type of shoe. It's not the stealth one. And it has like this rubber, you know what they are, the yellow yeah, bottom. It's waterproof. They're waterproof shoes. They're like really tight. Dang. They're a little thicker. <laughs> and dude, like I thought they were a mistake when I got them. I was like, damn it. Like this isn't what I ordered. But for whatever Amazon, for whatever reason, Amazon like brought it back to default settings. Mm -hmm. So like I bought whatever was on the picture. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I thought I clicked black. So I got these really tough, rugged trail shoes. And dude, they are the best hiking shoe you'll ever have. You want to climb? So if you think about it, right? Like the sole of your shoe, if it's really hard and you have hiking shoes and you want to grip something, you want surface area. You want to touch the floor with as much surface area as you possibly can. And then you can grip. With hiking shoes, like thick, like thick hiking boots, they don't contour. So like if you're on a rounded rock and you step with your flat, relatively flat foot, you have a very small connection to that round rock, right? But with these shoes, they bend like... I could step on something and my foot wraps around it, like as if I'm grabbing it with my hands. Mm. And dude, I, see. I was I see what you're blazing. What did Jen have on her feet? She had like Merrill hiking boots, and so, what did, her so dad. They did the same thing. They had trail boots, like they had thick, heavy boots. Dude, I, I was scrambling up these mountains, like the quick. I've never been so in. Involved. Well, it's also it's also you're connecting yourself, you know, because there's there's physically senses like there's. Uh, Sensors on your feet, yeah. you know, so you're feeling the rocks as you're going up. You're feeling the shape and the confidence that I have, like sitting there. Okay, I could press off that. Go. But when I had hiking shoes, they're just these very generally numb placements of my feet. Like I don't really know where I'm putting them. I'm like, ah, eh, it's there. 
push. Got it. But this was like, oh, no, you're good. Like, go. Keep going. And I can stick my feet in different things. And, like, oh, dude, Vivo Barefoot. If anybody wants to do climbing, trail walking, it's they're light. They're very light, too. How much were they? 150 Whew. And, I mean, dude, so worth it. I, w- I will buy these forever. I will never go to another pair. I just don't need to. There's just enough coverage on the bottom to where I can step on glass, I can step on rocks, and it doesn't hurt. But there's enough bend in it so that, like, if I step on a rounded surface, it grips. And, like, uh, you wear them all the time when you work out, right? I wear the ones that I intended to buy now. I bought them from Merrill, actually, which is ironic, from the Hiking Boots uh, brand. I actually bought those, which are so much thinner. Like, I would not walk in public with those because, like, if, if, God forbid, you step on a nail or something, it will go through. They're really thin. Um, So I wouldn't do that. They don't look that good either. Yeah, no, you look, uh, you look like a clown. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that, there's that. But um, there's something about being alone. Because there were times where I broke away from them. And I was just like, I would do my own little thing waiting for them. In the hike or in the hike? In the day. Yeah. In the day. Uh, the hike. Okay. Right. So I would just go run up these mountains, man. And like when you get up there and you just, you feel an accomplishment and it's, I don't want to sound all hippie and crazy. And maybe I had too many edibles. I don't fucking know, <laughs> but there's this connectedness that you have when you're, you're focusing because you're, this is life or death. Like me jumping up on these rocks and like, if I slip and I fall back, like I'm, I'm getting hurt or dying. Like it's, it, there's no doubt. And like, there's something about looking at the top of a mountain and saying, I'm going to get there. And then going through it and getting lost in the moment and enjoying the moment and then finally getting to the top of and that turning mountain, around turning and around looking and looking down yep. and saying holy shit man when you first look at this this looks like a lot and it is a lot but it's the only thing you have is to accomplish this that's the only thing i want to do is to be part of this and then accomplish it and then feel good about accomplishing it that's what life is in in general on a macro level you look at things and say, oh, that looks daunting. That looks hard. That looks difficult. You do it. It is all of those things. But those things are what make life awesome. And you learn about yourself. And, like, going with them, walking with them, like, they just didn't have the equipment. I want to give, I want to blame the equipment for them. Like, they weren't slow. They're not, you know, Jen's a little inexperienced, but she's fucking trooper, man. She wanted to do everything. And her dad is just, he's getting older, but he's still into it and could keep up. And me, I just kind of went off on my own because I, I fucking love this stuff. And, like, I went off and did what I wanted to do, and I was able to, like, zen out, zone out, and, like, that's the best therapy. You could go on a trip to, like, Cancun and fucking sit under a gazebo and drink latte, uh, drink fucking cr- cranberry vodkas and with a, you know, just lounge sunglasses on. That, to me, is stressful. Because I feel like and I'm almost doing a waste nothing. of time. It's, it's a waste, waste of money. Time. It's a waste of time. It's just, ugh. There's I a time and place harder. for it. You know? I worked harder on this trip than I do every day, like physically worked harder. And it was the most therapeutic thing. And it was thing. the most therapeutic thing I could possibly yeah. do. But uh, let's not get caught in the weeds on that. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. So we are huge on diet and nutrition, you and I. Yes. Um, this trip, I was not. I was very not. <laughs> How not are we talking? Fucking not, not. Not squared. <laughs> okay? Like I was- Are we talking like pizza for dinner? Ice cream yes. <laughs> for dinner. Yes. Okay, so, guys. Yes, Frank. Here, it, all right. This is. You okay? Did you melt? 25 minutes. That's why we, Jen made fun of you bro, in the fucking Insta bro, story. Bro, bro, You bro. look so pissed. Listen to me now. <laughs> this okay? is great. So, where we stayed, we oh, stayed man. off the strip. So, 
we were like, oh, we got to find breakfast places. So the first two times we went and found like breakfast places, standard, like three eggs. I got like toast and like sausage. avocado. I was like, oh, I'm eating healthy. Cool. Yeah. And then some bullshit sausage. Right. And then at night we would go have like, I'd have a plate of nachos or something, which would be fun because like, why not? So nachos and a burger. Then from those two days on, we found the Palms Buffet. So at the Palms, the the hotel casino, there's a all-you-can-eat buffet. And then at the Red Rock Hotel, which is right near the Red Rock Canyon where we were doing the bouldering and stuff, there's another all-you-can-eat buffet. And they're really good. Like, very good quality food, but, like, everything you can imagine. So, like, unhealthy, but good quality. Um, so we had both of those at our, at our fingertips all the time. And we went to the breakfast buffet in the beginning, and it's cheaper too. Like if you think about it, the buffet was like fifteen oh, bucks. Course. All you can eat for fifteen bucks. You stuff like, your face with two thousand calories. I'm an expense to them. And then the other one, the Red Rock, was also all you can eat, and it was cheaper at dinner. So it was just like, given the structure of our day, it made sense. We'd wake up, go right to the Palm, eat all you can eat breakfast. My breakfast was six eggs, spinach, and cream cheese with locks. Oh, so good. That's the first plate. <laughs> I was like, I got to get my protein and I got to get my fats and I get all that. And then I go straight for like the cheese danishes, the croissant with butter. And uh, I put like blueberry Cro- compote on it. Croissant. 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 The croissant. And then I had <laughs> bacon. Um, and then, oh, dude, there's so many more. There was like eggs benedict, like little little pots. Like it's like a little skewer. Mm-hmm. And it's just like in there and you could grab the skewer and just go do your own thing. And then, uh, not skewer, skillet. Skewer. Skillet. You skillet. can't put I kind of pictured the yeah. skillet. It's a little mini black skillet. And you're just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to take skillet. this whole thing with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a hard-boiled egg and like a piece of toast. And then like hollandaise sauce. Um, and then I went over to the desserts again for my second round. And I would get like uh, cinnamon bun and then I'd take ice vanilla ice cream and put on top of that. That's so unlike you. And then you. put sprinkles. Because you were such a stickler Bro, with nutrition. Because I had to pack in all of my calories in the morning and then I'd be I eat nothing until 5, 6 p.m. at the other buffet. But we would put in like 5,000 calories worth of work on the mountain and then another like 1,000 in the gym. Now, see, I want to bring up the point that we are not advocating for that <laughs> diet. We're not. But, but what's crazy, that is some people's life. It's some people. Oh, dude, everybody that was there, it was their life. Like they came out. I was like, you have no business being here. Your stomach counts as two people like you are huge and like you just got off of a smoking binge and a gambling binge now you're just going here to eat Ugh, you're just a so consumer sad. you're literally a robot just consuming but uh one thing i do want to say is eating like this i only do this because i know how good i am on a on a daily basis and then of course this, i dude like i was in heaven man i tapped into my inner fat kid but i also it wasn't like i just went on vacation and ate and completely self-sabotaged i lost body fat and gained muscle on this trip did throughout you? this whole thing did you and that's my big takeaway that i want to say like macronutrients matter to a certain uh, micronutrients matter to a certain extent so like your vitamins your water your minerals and like just healthy fiber and all that shit but your macronutrients, if you could just throw a giant like wrench in the system for a little bit, but put in adequate work so that you could take care of all the sugar you ate and just like, for me, eating waffles, uh, cinnamon rolls, ice cream, croissant, croissant um, Thank you. all that, and like then syrups and then all this shit. It's honestly like, so weird to hear you talk about eating those foods. <clears throat> yeah. Because you don't go anywhere near them. Yeah, man. Because I just, I, my lifestyle throughout the day is not, I'm not that active besides the gym. 
Like I'm just not. It's mm-hmm. the way my lifestyle is, and it sucks. But it is what it is, and especially during the winter. But here it was like you wake up in the morning and you go. You just go. Oh, there's a mountain. I'm gonna go climb it. And then after that, ma- or, or not even that, because we have I have lifetime fitness and I have guest passes. So for two of the days, we went and worked out upper body. Bro, that gym was huge. Fuck. Oh my god. We went to two different ones too. Is that like a 50 foot ceiling? It was insane. I could have. Th- I was throwing sandbags. Oh, uh, same. Uh, the balls, medicine balls, as high as I can. I was like, I can't reach. There's no way. It was huge, dude. I was, and um, and then your view of the windows was mountains. Yeah, uh, Caitlin and I were pissed. It was okay. unreal. It's unreal. And like, so we would wake up, go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, be so full, dude. Like when you work out after eating that type of shit, you are unstoppable. I was I was training Olympic lifting, explosive workouts. It depends. If you're if you got like itis and you're like uh, overwhelmed, if, or what I was gonna say is if you're if that's your diet consistently month after oh, month no. after month, yeah. no, you're not gonna feel good. But if your diet is on point and perfect, mm-hmm. and then one day or two days you eat like that before you work out, yeah, you're gonna push through your workout like a motherfucker. Yeah. No, good caveat. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah. So upload. Uh, Uptake? Like uptaking. Up- Thank you. It's fucking Justin coming in with the gotcha, bro. accessories. Here. I took ashwagandha yeah. before I came Oh, here. shit. We'll talk about that. Okay. Later. <laughs> um, so uh, just getting this uptake of all this, all these macros and like being insured with macros, just constantly having a supply and then just burning through them at the gym like that is unreal. It's unreal. It has changed the way I think about nutrition now a little bit. Very little. I mean, we recently came across this because we, mm-hmm. we both went like, basically low carb keto and then we increased our carbs and then we realized oh wow this works there's something to like binge eating shitty food before you work out and i'm not advocating it yet because i only did it twice but it really helped maybe it was the high from the vacation i was gonna say that too maybe it was the microdose of acid i don't know you tell me but it was fucking good (laughs) (laughs) but uh no we were crushing the gym we were doing hypertrophy training so fuck i wish i was bodybuilding upper body i'm so pissed at you ah dude i was bodybuilding my upper body after olympic lifting then we were like destroying our legs and our glutes hamstrings like everything calves were just getting destroyed on the mountain yeah and then the next day same thing we would go there and do pull-ups push-ups uh you know just do weighted stuff and then we'd go out and go crush a hike and then the next day so that was like the first four days were kind of just like all right let's go to the gym uh let's go to a buffet let's go to the gym let's go hike something something skilled and then after that we would just smoke chill with our dad eat dinner and then go to go to bed right next now we go to Zion National Park. That's in my Utah. favorite place, dude. Bro, if you guys don't know what Zion National Park is, I want you to pause this video and just look, Google some pictures of what it is. Um, <clears throat> it is just pristine wilderness, and the views and the landscapes and the typography of the land are just like the colors, mesmerizing. The colors, just dude. the red, the reds of the rocks, gold, yellow, go- yeah. and it's- then they're like lightly glittered with with shrubs and herbs, like plants whatever and like it's just enough and just the canyons are so the waterfalls <sighs> man i just it, being there i was like this is the pinnacle of existence mm-hmm. climbing from the bottom to the top of the these plateaus like they're just plateaus you feel like you're in basically like a, a grand canyon you're you're just you see the top but you know this is gonna be one hell of a fucking hike because i getting up there is gonna be painful because it's so high. You're up like 3,000 feet in elevation, 2,000 feet in elevation from the floor. And then you're just going straight up to the top. And then you're going through these canyons and these slot canyons, which are like really, really thin canyons that would make anyone claustrophobic. And then they drop to uh, an invisible floor. You can't see it. So it's just like 
you don't know what the hell is going to be around the next corner. So that type of hike is something that just everybody needs to go through and understand because this world that we live in is fucking beautiful. And if you live in like Long Island, New York, if you live in a high, highly populated city and you're not around this type of stuff, like you just, you don't know, you don't know until you know. Um, uh, so that was just off the charts. We kicked our asses. And, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about before I bore yet nauseam at this point is, so once we got, we got done with uh, Zion, we drove back, it was like a three hour drive and, uh, the, the night sky Ugh. on the drive I back only imagine dude, like when you're not, when you drive from like a remote spot to a remote spot in the middle of the, the remote middle spot of the two remote <laughs> spots fucking... is like, um, why don't we have this anywhere? I mean, I know why because of light pollution, but like, why don't we put take more, more emphasis time? on it? Yeah. Like, why don't we have designated areas <clears> so <throat> people could be humbled and look up at a night sky and say, holy shit, there's more to this thing than we think. Because like, that's your connection with space. That's your, I mean, once again, not to sound like a hippie, but we are on a floating rock. Yeah. We are in, we are in space and we don't get that visual ever. We are disconnected and all we see is the work in front of us, the job, the car, and the social media. Yeah. We do not see the upper. We don't and see. We don't about, see what we're in. It's, and speaking of that fuck. too, like, dude, when I flew back, we flew back during like uh, the daylight and just flying over the you Grand Canyon. You see the Canyon, curve of the earth, don't you? You see the curve of the earth. That's crazy. That's, I mean, it's confirmation, right? <laughs> that, that we're on a rock. It's still flat. But then you look down at like the Grand Canyon. You look down at the Rockies and you see how everything works. But you like see. So I was like, I was thinking about it because I was ripped on two edibles like so i was stupid. so wrecked two and edibles on a plane like, oh, oh wow my God. it looks really cool down there and um so you think of physics here right so say you had a sandbox right and because the grand canyon is like sandstone right so if you have a sandbox and you like you wet it with some water and you you ply up the sides and you make this like you make like just a regular sandcastle take a bucket flip it upside down and then maybe you carve out a hole in the middle and then it's these arches right and then you try to understand, now let's let's get out of there. Just keep that visual in your head. You have a little sandcastle, it's hollowed out, but the walls are made of sand. And then you think about how just a little stream like the Colorado River can just tear through this rock, right? And it went from the top of the Grand Canyon, that used to be flat ground, but then water started to recede it and recede it and recede it over time. And you're like, how did water recede all of this rock and make this huge expansion? How is that even possible? It doesn't make sense. And people think like, oh, the gods and the this and that. No. If you were to scale yourself up to the size that I felt like I was on the plane, looking down at the Grand Canyon, you could see how water carved all of that shit. You could see when you change perspective and you're not sitting in the vast openness of it and you feel completely helpless and completely misunderstood, or you feel like it's a very hard thing to uh, understand. Like, how did how did we get here? How did the world form? Like, that's impossible. It has to have been created by a by an entity of this or that. No, it was created by water. It was created by water, weathering, and all these different things that we can't really grasp and understand. But if you were to take that sandbox analogy and just pour a cup of water, but a cup of water relative to the size of that sand is huge. And if you pour that for a long time, it's just going to knock your little sandcastle down over time it might not be this one giant punch but it's going to take a long time to knock those sand down now scale that up to the grand canyon and run something equal the size of a cup of water relative to the size of the grand canyon and watch that receded over time that's how these things are formed and we just look at them like oh there's huge mountains and yeah whatever 
big deal. But you don't appreciate how fucking simple it is, yet so complex, the world, how it works. And then you see, like, how the ice-capped Rockies. It's another thing I was looking at. Like, that's the world. That's the the plates. Just pushing. The plates of the world are just pushing, of the earth, are just pushing each other. And they're becoming these mountains. Dude, that is some sick-ass wilderness. Especially seeing, like, the ice caps of them. And I can only imagine when you're that high. That looking high. at all of that, <laughs> I don't mean height. I mean your yeah. edibles. Yeah, dude. It just, I mean, the appreciation for the our planet that I had over this this past week has been off the charts. I know, I mean, and it's sad so that we have to go to place. We like, we have to leave our entire state mm-hmm. in order to see that our entire home. Like we just don't have it here. We don't have it here. I remember Caitlin and I used to say all the time, all the time, how we would just drive and look around and like, there's nothing here. There's houses, buildings, phone lines. No trees, no nothing. I remember when we first started going out east Long Island, because out east, out east Long Island, there's more trees than there is in the west. Close, the closer you are to the city, the less trees. So I remember when I first started bringing Caitlin out east a little, she's like, oh my God, look at these trees. And I'm like, they're just fucking trees. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's, and it's sad that we have to leave places, leave our home where we yeah. live just to see nature and appreciate life and really say like, wow, we are on this earth. Like this is... Yeah. And besides Look Vegas, besides like Vegas itself, because Vegas is Nevada, right? So Nevada is this giant state and the only population is really in Vegas and maybe Reno, but like nothing really in Reno. Right. And then you have this wide expansion of just land around that are states that appreciate their surroundings. And the beauty of life is part of the environment in which they live and culture. Yeah, because it's it's here, it's apparent, it's obvious. So their priorities are way different. So like even like Jen's father, like the people that live in these areas don't care about money. They don't care about the status of the person. They care about what they're doing day to day and they are happy. They are excited to be alive. And like their paradigm, the world that they live in, their thought process is so much different than the way that we are here because our beauty comes in in the form of materials it comes in the form of status it's being able to tell when someone goes oh what do you do for a living be able being able to yeah. tell them something like official professional yeah, exactly that's what like the status is yeah to, like that's oh, to wow. appeal to someone's like question of what do you do for a living yeah what do you pull up in you know what kind of cards you pull up in it none of it's like the beauty we've shifted from the outside and turned it onto the in, individual and tried to become beautiful individuals physically or the way that we work socially. Just like oh wow, that guy's got a, he's he's a big deal. He's a big deal, you know. Oh man, that's beautiful. Instead of appreciating your surroundings and appreciating the people around you as a collective, not just the individual being impressed by that one person wanting to capitalize off of that one person because you don't have inherent beauty around you so being in long island new york being anywhere in new york really for the most part jersey connecticut you don't have beauty you don't have all this expansive wilderness that just takes you almost holds you captive and like you're just like holy shit i'm so insignificant and takes the thought process off of you keeps you from being so selfish and self-centered and being more open to everything else that's around you. And then you enjoy that shit intrinsically. Like, just put me in Zion National Park for a week. I will have so much fun all the time. I, c- I wouldn't get bored. I mean, maybe after months and months of just Zion, yeah, after a while you get bored. But like, a week of that, I'd be in there all day. But put me in New York. Put me in any city. I'll be done in a minute. Like, all right, now what? What are we doing? We're buying stuff? Like, that's all we're doing? We're buying shit? We're going to meetings? We're going to, out to dinner? And we're, uh, how much can you possibly do that? You know? And, like, that's the life that I... I reflected on and I go there's more to this 
you know i mean we do what we love to do you and i like we're on our way to doing that we have other things in the works you know and i want to be able to work remotely i don't want to live here forever and it was just such an eye-opening experience to for my diet it was eye-opening for my relationship with Jen. She's a fucking amazing human being. I love that girl to death. Like, I've never felt this way. I never felt like I could actually go away with somebody and then come back and be like, I still want to see them. Like, I still do. I still want to hang out with her. Yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't, that have, was you didn't have enough of man. Yeah, dude. Like, my past relationship, I went on vacation. I was like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> and then even Tori, who we had on the fucking podcast. Love the chick. She's awesome. But when I was done with the, the vacation, I was like, I got to do my own thing. Like, I, I can't. I feel like I was holding my breath for a long time. Like, I had fun, but like, I gotta go, gotta go. That's like, with this one. She's That's absolutely beautiful. Awesome. She's honestly, here. Like, here. she's here. She's there. I don't care where she is. I want her here. But if she's not, all right. I know she's doing something for herself. There's no pressure. It's just amazing, and she could keep up, which is really cool. If she had my shoes, she would have been right with me. Yeah. But like, the shoes were such a big deal on this trip. So if you are looking for hiking shoes or outdoor shoes, Vivo Barefoot. We don't have a promo code. Just go. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then other than that, I mean, I had some notes here. Um, Before we start. But I don't really care too much I about Can I please this. run to the bathroom, dude? Go, I'm dude. Dying, do your thing. Yeah, dying. Yeah, I'm actually going to pause this podcast. Enjoy this commercial break. Well, how was your piss? <laughs> oh, fabulous, dude. I drank a full... What did I drink before this? Kombucha. That huge probiotic uh, kombucha thing. Kombucha. It's a massive bottle, and then you gave me, like, half of your bang energy drink. So I had to go... <clears throat> but it was good. I like your little light bulb good. in your toilet. Dude, it's amazing. I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, <laughs> in the middle of the night, so Jen got me a gift for Christmas, and in the middle of the night, you get up, and you don't turn any lights on. You just walk towards my toilet, and it lights up red, and then orange. And it changes and colors yellow, nicely. Then blue. The entire it's, inside of his toilet bowl just yeah, lights it's up. It's like, oh, shit in me. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so random, but it really is so nice. It helps. Because when you're sleeping, and you, you don't want to turn, you turn the light on, yeah. you're just like, blinded you yeah know? and the first one's red which is good because it's like very very easy to dull yeah. right but uh anyway so also what i did that had nothing to do with fitness well, actually it has a lot to do with fitness but not mine not my fitness <laughs> okay um do we saw cirque du soleil yes i told you you were holy gonna love it holy shit yes holy shit it's one of my favorite shows God. hands down all right incredible. so two things on this trip that i i heard of that i was always like nah, don't need to do them Cirque du Soleil and escape rooms. Oh, you did an escape room? You, me, Jen, Caitlin need to do one. one There's one ASAP. right next to my house. Yeah. There's one right like, next to my house. We're doing one of those. I used to just judge them and be like, uh, uh, sounds like, uh, oh, yeah, bowling. No, it's not bowling. This is so much better than bowling. Of course. It's not one of, of those course. corny nights It's out, like though. a social experiment. Holy shit, man. I was so in it, man. I was so in it. And what Wait, sucked, so start start with Cirque du Soleil. Because yeah. that's the thing that I told you you were going to love. I want to go into that, but I'm just saying the escape room really quick. Like, okay. Just going into that, like we were tired from a hike and whatever, and we, we planned it for 9.15 at night. And oh. we were like, yo, we don't want to go. I'm so tired. And she was like, I don't even want to do it. Like, I didn't want to do it. What did you do it. with her dad? We did it with her dad or uncle her dad's girlfriend and her uncle's girlfriend or wife whatever okay. now did you guys um, have to do it with other people or you no, just reserved the room all, for yourself all six of us okay um and then do we just we cracked it was like a cabin in the middle of the woods and like we had to crack a case and like dude it was so cool I so how does it work you, you dig around and find clues so yeah i so really quick uh we walk in it's indoors but then they somehow created this outdoor cabin vibe. it was really cool like so it's like setup. a movie set it's a, it's movie, a movie set, set exactly um and then we walk in we walk into the front of the cabin. We have to get in. 
cabin's locked. So then we got to figure out how to get in and all these different clues and shit. Like you have a walkie talkie where you could, you could call and be like, hey, we need a tip. We need a tip. Can you give us a tip? And, if you get uh, really if you stuck. Wanted, yeah. But we didn't need it for the first two rooms that we were escaping. And it was just like, you would see, uh, like there was a note on the table that'd be like, so it'll give you like, not a riddle, but it will say something that'll kind of sub- subject the, the thought process to like, Oh, uh, think about looking inside the house. Like, try to try to put your focus on looking through that window and like it would it would uh clue you clue you like that and then you'd go look in there and be like, oh should i see that that look at those numbers over there there's three numbers in a row let's try to use f the lock and then you try to unlock the lock with that combo oh maybe we'll switch them around da, 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 and it opens up then the next thing you go inside then there's like all hidden shit and then you have to find keys and then there's like a micro sd card somewhere that's and you so find, fun that's just because it's it's mentally stimulating your heart rate goes up a little. You get energy, and you have to do it in an hour. Oh, your time! Yeah, so so we escaped. So you're we got nervous. It. We got out with eight minutes left. So nice. it's pretty good. Uh, anyway, that's awesome. Do those, and if you really want to, if you're ever on like a date, I think that's like the coolest first date. To go if on. the other person is like-minded like you, if they're not, then they shouldn't. You shouldn't be on a date. Of course. Well, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you don't. Yeah. Because as I went through it, I was like, holy shit, I'm learning a lot about Jen's thought process about mine, and like this would be a cool icebreaker for people. So, just saying. Uh, anyway, Cirque du Soleil, dude, unreal. A lit in the beginning, it was a little like f- trying to be funny, kind of play thing. I knew nothing about it, dude. Nothing about Cirque du Soleil. I was like, it's gonna be a circus. It's gonna be animals. Like, what's gonna happen? Really, you knew that much nothing, about it? Nothing. Oh, I just heard Cirque du Soleil. It just sounds stupid. That's how ignorant I've been my whole life about it. Um, and I was never really like into like oh I'm gonna go bu- pay for a show and let's go to a show in the city like I always this just, is worth it more activity this is so worth it if there's a Cirque du Soleil by you guys wherever you are get a man, ticket goddamn get a ticket I my heart I was like oh, you're gonna die every and time every time tell me you weren't waiting watching them and and thinking like when are they gonna fall when are they gonna fall when are they gonna fall so every single stunt I was like you're not doing that no, you're not. <laughs> you can't. No and way. then ta da <laughs> with it. ease so. It starts off with like very like uh, mysterious, mysterious kind of weird, and then like the, out of nowhere, this baby comes out of nowhere. Like it's it's a it's a grown adult, but they have a baby suit on, and there's like gah, 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 and they're like baby voicing and shit, and like they're playing with a ball, they're just throwing it in the air, and it's very clumsy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like very weird, very like. Which which is this? Display, did you say? I don't remember, dude. I should look it up. Uh, I don't care. Oh, it was okay. just fucking amazing. I don't care. I think what. you told me. I just didn't remember. <clears throat> we definitely did, but I don't remember. Um, and it was so like, in the beginning, it was odd because of like the baby and just like this weird ventriloquist guy who came out there. I was like, what are we watching? What this kind of stupid. stimulants were you on at this point? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Sober. Yeah, I was weed. We smoked before, but like it's not stim. Okay. Yeah. Um, regardless, you don't need anything to appreciate this at no. all. This is like standard human appreciation. Like, how the fuck did you just do that? Always. Um, so it just started off with like dance and stuff and like really cool dance, very like choreographed, which was cool on the eyes. And then out of nowhere, they bust out like this fucking, uh, trampoline. And I was like, uh Oh, what's going to happen with trampoline? And then like, no, not just a trampoline. We're going to put a seesaw. And I was like, uh, what are you doing with all that? And then there's these guys jumping on seesaws. One seesaw, he jumps up. Straight like, up, like thirty feet down. too. Like t- honestly, twenty feet. Serious, legitimately twenty feet. And then the he comes down. The guy who's on the other side, ping, boing, all the way up. And then fuck it, double backflip. And then next guy up, triple backflip. And the next guy. And they're not harnessed anything, dude. 
What? They're not harnessed to anything. Nothing. Like Nothing. if you move a foot to the right, you're going from a, a 30 foot drop, 25 yeah. foot drop just, landing. just to the floor. Yeah. So then they land on those and then they go to the trampoline, which is a tumble track. So you just, it's this long trampoline and they're just bounce, 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 triple full. And then like they land and then they're just doing this in unison. Then it'll be two guys who do it. And one guy double backflips over the other guy doing like a full, which is like a, a backflip with a twist. And did they bring out the thing where there's two guys holding parallel bars? Like, you know, the gymnastic sports, the parallel bars, they, where they have long bars no. and there's someone jumping in the middle. And they kind of like bounce. No, but that sounds amazing. But they were like, so acrobatics. So when one person is a base and the other person's kind of handstanding on them, dude, I've done acro before and this shits (laughs) a million times on just even the intensity that I was doing it. Like makes me look stupid. I don't even want to ever do acro again because it was so like, wait, you could do this. Like this guy was laying down. You ever go on a hamstring curl machine? And you're laying on your stomach, so you're basically pulling your heels from fully stretched out. Your your legs are fully stretched, and you bring your heels to your butt. Then stretch out, heels to your butt, and you're laying on your stomach. So think about that. This guy had another guy ba- doing a handstand on his heels, and he was he transitioned to one leg, right? So this guy had he was doing a handstand on this guy's heels while this guy's doing leg curls on his stomach. And not only were they controlling it, but then he goes, fuck it. I'm going to get rid of one of these hands. And then one hamstring, mine would have cramped up so bad. He pressed him? He curled him. He curled this guy, leg curls, one leg, while the guy is hand standing on one hand (laughs) on his fucking heel. And I'm like, and they're standing there just poised. And everyone's just like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> freaking out and I'm like this guy man like he's, I gotta get the video clip <laughs> he's so they're so talented and like you're sitting there like there's no way he's, he's gonna fall out he's gonna fall he's gonna fall nothing then but he'll transition from there and then the guy who's doing the handstand would like curl his feet back and then land his feet on the base's shoulders and then they'll transition from that to stand up into another acrobatic move with one yeah I'm no, like, it's guys, not, guys the, you don't the, fatigue nothing. you know what the beautiful thing is about it it's not just like someone comes out and they do a couple flips on a seesaw and then the next thing comes out the entire hour or whatever it is is a show it's and continuous. it's a it's a continuous flow <clears throat> and it's, there's a storyline there's characters yeah and throughout the whole thing, there's just motherfuckers flying, like <laughs> relentlessly flying, doing things that you didn't even know was humanly possible. Bro, did you ever see like a stripper on a stripper pole? Because this is the only time I've ever seen this. Besides, they're really high up on a pole, like, and they kind come of straight down and then stop themselves. <laughs> <laughs> just Bro, so high, upside down. Their head is facing the ground. They're squeezing the pole with their legs, almost like they have like a triangle choke with their legs. And they drop free fall on this pole all the way down to about a foot above the floor and squeeze their legs and then catch themselves at the bottom. Ow. I'm like, first off, why is your skin not ripped off? Second off, how the fuck are you that ballsy to do that? One mistake, though. There was a mistake. You had a mistake? And it was, the, it was like the grand thing. Like, if they got this, this would have blew the doors off of anything. Really? Yeah. Oh, they were probably but so But they pissed. fucked up twice, too, because they redid it. But uh, where was it? it? Was on the seesaw, 
So I guess it was the hardest move it to was, do, right? No way could this be. I mean, there is a way this could be done. Cause it probably has been, but like I saw it, I was like, "You really? Mm, 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 oh shit! I'm I excited. doubt it." So acro, right? So you have this guy standing. He's a base, and there's another guy on top of his shoulder, standing on his shoulder on his, his traps. traps, and he's holding the guy in place. And that guy's ready to catch a motherfucker. And so then these guys are. Uh, there's these other two who are in front of those stacked men and the guy furthest on the seesaw is going to launch over the other guy on the seesaw. Oh, that's so far to go land on top of those two men stacked. So if you're looking at, if everyone's facing forward, it's the two men stacked looking at, looking down the, uh, seesaw, looking at the back of one of the guys. And then there's another guy facing the two guys standing. Right. And the guy in the middle on the seesaw, the first seesaw, is just creating that force for that guy who's all the way in the front to land over. Is that like a 40-foot launch? Bru- like, with trajectory and everything, if you did, like, the Pythagorean theorem fucking <laughs> right angles over here, dude, that guy is doing at least 40 feet. Oh 40 feet God. soaring through the air at an angle. And then so has like, to come down straight. Has to come down straight onto the shoulders. Like, you're not doing this, buddy. So like, it's, it's been done. They do it. Obviously, if they put it in the yeah. show, that means they do it yeah. time over time in so, practice. Yeah, so they fucking oh send... And it was a woman, actually, who was getting launched. Okay. A little, really small chick. Explodes. She shoots 40 feet through the air. These guys are standing. They catch her for a second. They wobble, and then she falls off. So they basically, like... They... they it, trajectory it. was perfect. Holy but like, shit. I don't know, nerves, just the fact that it's fucking impossible looking. <laughs> I I don't know. And then they like the girl, you see, she's a little frustrated, but like she keeps her cool, whatever. And then they, she, she brushes it off and she's fuck it. We're doing it again. And then they kind of like dance around and then they get back in formation again and then go back into the same setup. And then she completely fucks it up. Like you could tell her nerves are so bad. They just, she overshot and they caught her and like, but the whole it, time, it no harness, me. no harness. No harness. It bothered me that, like, I knew she was upset throughout the whole thing. And I kind of, like, I was like, nah, don't be upset. That's insane. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Believe me, I mean, no points lost. For someone who show. lands it every day in practice. No, yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, that was insane. And then they had these guys on trapeze, man. Trapeze are not, there's no joke. There's no <laughs> joke. Because there's timing involved, too. So you're swinging on trapeze, right? So you have. One guy, I'm going to bring this up once because there's one visual that's insane. So you have two trap, two swinging uh, swings, right? Two trapeze swings that they come in towards each other and then out away from each other. In towards each other, out and away. Then you have one guy who's coming in. They're both coming in. That guy kicks. He flies all the way up. Like, like if you're jumping off of a swing, except you're going vertical, right? Say you got that much momentum. Guy goes vertical, starts doing like three or four flips. And then the other guy who's on the opposing uh, pent, let's call it the trapeze, right? Catches this motherfucker with his hands. They both lock hands as he lands. And then they're swinging through the air together. I'm like, Mm-mm. this is so Mm-mm. funny for me. I'm it cracking doesn't up make just sense. because it's your first time seeing <laughs> it. I've so seen it three times. But it's just amazing, the amazement you have. Like, I'm just so... It's making me laugh because it's, it's so... Crazy, it is crazy. Man. It is. It's oh, fucking absurd. I was like... Because I thought, like, I, you got a little skill, but... And then you have people who get winded going up 13 steps of a flight of stairs. <laughs> They're like... The, <gasps> bro, the, the difference in our society is insane. <laughs> I mean, these people are aliens, but... Bro, that shit changed the way I look at fitness completely. I was like, those are real. Those are the real people right there. 
But uh, other than that, man, this whole trip, this whole vacation was such an eye-opening experience. It's something that like everybody needs to do at least once in their life. Just go out, get rid of your phone. Like, I mean, you were talking to me, you <clears throat> FaceTimed me once with Mike and like, we're in the middle of trying to set something up business-wise and like, I'm so for it and I'm, my heart is ready to, I'm ready to bet my heart on it. But like, you just were physically. And I was there and I was like, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> in the best way. I love them to death, but like, I can't answer anything. I'm so in the moment right now. I'm so, I'm enjoying everything about this. Of course. This. And I understood that. Yeah. And I was just like, I knew this is such a, a powerful experience for people. Yeah. I knew where you were and how I'd be if I was there too. Mid hike. Yeah. And I have a group chat of people talking business stuff. Yeah. It's like, like uh, fuck that. Because fuck that as in like, I can't half-ass answer them. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give them like, yeah, sounds good. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to sit down and be like, let's talk it through. So for me, it was just like, all right, I got to tell these guys to just, I'm going to, I'm going to ignore them. So you didn't say anything. You just slowly. ignored us. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that was my trip, man. Um, I can't, can't even explain anymore to be honest yeah it, it was, i mean that was, was a very so good job good. of explaining just such a eye-opening experience for me um but i'm going back definitely going back like midwest i want to do like a road trip with an rv and just i would love hit that all different spots because like there's yeah. so well, many in april parks, we're kind of going we're going to austin we're going to austin not, going not midwest going nowhere but i mean it's still gonna be It'll, it's time. a business trip you know that's what it is yeah it's a business trip you know, of course, mine's coming to fucking Paleo FX, baby. Hello. So, <clears throat> I, what are we at right now? Yeah, let's do this. I, I want to do this. So, I got my car fixed, as you saw. The door was dented. Um, and at the auto body shop, this woman came up to me, and uh, we just started talking fitness, right? And I explained what I do, my knowledge, and everything, and we just started going deep. She used to be a competitor. Uh, she competed for five years. I was nationally qualified. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. So then, uh, you know, I was like, holy shit, that probably fucked up your metabolism. And she was like, yes. Oh my God. And we just started going back and forth. Right. So then she's like, she asked me, she's like, can I, can I send you questions? Like, can I just email you a bunch of questions I have? So of course I was like, yeah, like I'd love to, like I, what's above me? It's a spider. Oh, it's coming it's cool. down. It's coming down. No, he's going up. All right, let's see. Okay. Okay. If it gets close to my head, yeah, let me know. That's why I, I can't like, He's it. coming at you. Yeah, right let me know. Let me know where he goes. We're going to leave him. So I'm like, of course, I would love for you to email me questions. And she she was like so hesitant about it because she doesn't want to be pain in the ass. And I'm like, no, listen, like I answer like five to 10 people every day on Instagram, just random fitness questions. I'm like, this is what I do. Send me questions, please. Mm-hmm. So she sent me this email. Dude, I'm not kidding you. Like 20 questions, just random from head to toe of like your stereotypical uh, fitness, like misleading thoughts. Right. Mm. So the first email, I spent an hour just going in, typing all these questions. And it was, I, I was having a blast cause I was just like disproving or fact check facts, checking everything. So she loved it. And then she's like, can I send you more? So she sends me another email with all these questions. So this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to be podcasting in three days. I'd love to just Frank and I, cause I told oh. her all about this go through this and just do it on air and you listen to it on your car ride or whatever. Cause, cause these questions that she was asking are questions that like a lot of people ask or a lot of confusion throughout mm-hmm. the uh, fitness society. Right so I have the questions right dog. here. I would love to just start from the top. 
Okay. This is the education part. Yeah. Of so the now we, we're going to completely switch. This is going to be pure fitness and diet and nutrition. And I think this is how we're going to do it from now on. Because I wrote down in my notes what this format here, like. I want to reformat the podcast in a good way for people, okay. so it's predictable as to what the person would want. Because I know a lot of people who love the fitness part, and a lot of people who just like I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Like that, they're, they're different. They're Those separated. Two things are different. So if we get, we'll we'll talk about it. But go, keep going. I'm just nervous. He's fine. That no, I lost. He, he went you back see up. Him? He went back up. All right. Yeah. No, he went back up. He saw. <laughs> He's like, shit, shit, shit. They called me. But yeah, I have a couple things because i have a lot of questions on my instagram as well but i don't like to go okay so i just i uh i copy and pasted her email into here she goes one are you doing keto question mark just the way that's asked um i don't like i don't like taking away from one macro but rather balance things i'm 118 pounds she does 150 protein 100 carb and 20 to 30 fats oh my god 30 grams of fat per day Okay, so your brain yeah. is is fat, right? And it needs um it needs fatty acids and omega threes to operate. So if your source of fat is not fish and or eggs, and it's just coming from like here and there, one or two yeah, grams, just like yeah, just kind of like oh my steak had a little bit in it, or like my chicken had a little bit, like that's not enough. So you're not getting the right. What I'm assuming happened here. Is she fell into the typical like bodybuilding thing where mm-hmm. if you eat fat, you're going to get fat, you know? Yeah. So keep the fats down to 50 grams and she's even 25 to 30 and uh, you won't gain fat. You'll be shredded and you'll gain muscle mass. I was just telling someone today about my experience last year, kind of like dabbling in ketosis oh, or not even true. ketosis, but just yeah. fats through the roof. And my physique was incredible, right? But... My mental health, my focus, my thinking, my words, my quickness was the best I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was eating 200 grams of fats per day. Yeah. Right? Like up there. 250. Definitely. Maybe. You need it. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. So for you, I guess, what are you asking? Are you on keto? I don't like this question. This question. So for her to say, are you on keto? If that's one of the questions, it's a yes or no. But yeah. like let's no, give it not. let's give it some go ahead some nuance. I'd say it all depends on what your goals are and people really need to start. This is the 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 follow-up question to all questions I always get are like what are your goals because there's a way to subjectify your life. It's not the fucking things out there. Relax. I'm just looking. It's, it's a way to, you have to understand like what direction you want to go in life, right? So to be keto and be like I want to train hypertrophy and bodybuild you're probably not going to find much success right but if your goal is to shape and tone well define what that is right you want to be ripped and shredded you want to see veins coming out and you really don't care about your muscle mass go keto probably probably going to see the best results from there depending on your genetics your metabolism how you're set up and how well you go about the keto you know exactly and then how will you go about it right and then that's its own we, if we have a podcast on that. So for her, I would say if it all depends on her goals, man, like it's because I could list off the benefits all day, but it's not necessarily true for everybody, but I could tell you for the most part, you hit it on the head before the mental clarity and the ability to keep a steady energy flow on keto is so much easier. You know, like if you're doing figure, I don't know, say three, uh, 200 grams of fat every day. That's eighteen hundred. That's eighteen hundred calories of your day are going into fat, right? And like, how are you going to get those? It's a very hard thing to 
to accomplish. Oh my god, my heart just dropped. What happened? Dude, I took these ladies' macros and I added them up how many calories she eats a day. Do you yeah. see this number right now on my phone? 1270. 1270. That's her daily. So this is what happens when you're a bikini competitor. Yeah. Women have a much harder time than men do when it comes to these type of conditioning Dude, exercises. Women are fat is a privilege. Fat is literally a privilege. To the human body, it's a privilege. If you have enough resources to store fat, you are lucky. In survival mode, in evolutionary terms, you are lucky, right? This is an advancement for you because now you could go longer periods of time of famine and have this mental acuity, have the ability to, uh, you know, track down prey or to f- if it's a female, for the most part, they were what? They were gathering. They were helping on the home front, raising children. You have like the mental clarity for it. When women do these giant diet fluctuations and they have these big gaps between high feed and low feed, their bodies are adapting with hormonal responses. They're not just adapting fat and no fat. How do you think you gain fat? How do you think you store fat? How do you think you utilize fat? They're through hormones. And your hormones as a female are way more... Uh, the, the the way that they interact, there's so much more interactive with everything every system interacts just like everyone else but they're so much more volatile it's so much higher when they're high and so much lower when they're low and as you mess with your diet your diet makes up everything and it's it's the it's the catalyst for hormonal change so as you keep upping and dropping and upping and dropping for competitions you want to build muscle and then lose fat no we talked about that That so for for this i would need to know more information to give you advice so a i would ask you like how long have you been eating her name's tracy by the way hey tracy lovely lady i would ask you how long you've been eating 1200 calories or let's just say 1300 calories right Mm -hmm. and if that's been a long time you need your metabolism is low your metabolism is very very low and you'll you'll if it's been a long time and that's what your metabolism has set at your metabolic rate you're probably finding that if you eat anything over 1300 calories you you get heavier and you gain weight right mm. so i would suggest you trying to gain uh, increase your metabolism right so you need to eat more food because 1300 calories holy fucking shit that is nothing yeah that is nothing, and I'm, I feel so bad for not just you, but anyone out there who thinks that a, a, a daily diet of 1,300 calories yeah. is sustainable or okay. Yeah, unless like that is not seven. okay. That is really not okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm being very frank right now. No, you're <laughs> being very Justin right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Um, but, and yeah, so with that, I mean, what I would do if I was her, I'd say increase your ca- caloric intake by 200 calories a day and increase your... Uh, work capacity a little bit. Two hundred calories a week or a day? A day. A day, a day you a would day. do definitely because she's not going to die. She's not going to get no, fat. Not. She's not going to get like she's a very she's a very fit girl. Yeah. So and, and it all depends on your type of your programming, man. Your programming matters a lot. You know, like if you're doing hypertrophy training, trying to build muscle mass, and you're trying to create more of you, you're going to make more muscles. Like you want you more materials, yeah. and you want the stimulant, the stimulation of that change to be, you know done from your exercise you want your exercise to be like hey i'm gonna help you eat more so that you get bigger and you get more full and your hormones balance out i think she should up her fat intake and her by carbs. a lot yeah her 30 fat grams of fats now yeah how much so, protein is she doing 150 she's 118 that's pounds really that's ideal 150 would be a little high but it's ideal in the sense that she can grow and mm-hmm. her bodily that's processes good. i'd she say 150 create. is good carbs is 100 
It's too low. I think if you weight I'd train. I'd say 150, 150, and 150. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I agree. And and be... you're not, get it out of your head that you're going to get fat or you're going to, you're not. Trust me. And if you're fearing getting fat, you're not in it for the right reasons. And then that's where you start to flip flop because now you're going to fuck yourself psychologically. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm not healthy. I'm not this. Which I'm, is not true. Not you're going to be more, you're going to yeah. be healthier. And then it's going to make, so it's like, maybe you have to be a little bit patient, right? Like, let's be honest here. So as you increase your calories, you're going to be, you're going to round, not round out. I want to say you're going to lose the definition that those cuts, those hard cuts are going to start to become more vague, but you're going to increase your basic metabolic rate. And then that in turn over the next couple of months will be so much easier to shave off given a small caloric deficit from that point. So if right now you're maintaining at 1300 calories and you increase your caloric intake a hundred <clears throat> calories a day, right? And then next week you increase it by another hundred calories. So it's like every day I'm eating now 1400 calories for the first week, second week I'm doing 1500 calories, third I'm doing, and then all the way up to about 2000. And then when you hit 2000, you start to gain weight. You're starting to gain fat. Now, you know, you've exceeded your potential metabolic your potential basic metabolic rate right so like this is as much as your body's probably gonna let you do with your current muscle mass and activity levels you're not gonna be able to cut from this point forward now in order to cut you need to be at a deficit now if you drop your calories 100 to 200 calories put it at about 1800 calories right you can maintain an amazing physique and almost be fat catabolic. You could break down fat at 1,800 calories when right now you're doing 1,370 to stay alive or 1,270 to stay Huge alive. Huge difference. I eat 1,270 calories a meal. A meal. A meal. Me too. Yeah. And I, ex I think I explained to her in person, if I remember, uh, that I've I raised my metabolism to, f to 3,200 calories right now. 3,200 calories. That's what you're doing now? I thought you were at four. I'm working my way up to four, but it's like a lot. Oh. I'm actually finding having trouble eating so, that much. Yeah. It's it's a lot of food. So just let's say the ballpark thirty two hundred. Yeah. So for me to cut, for me to lose weight, if I wanted to shred down right now, all I have to eat was like twenty eight hundred, twenty seven hundred. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Even three. Yeah, three thousand I can eat. Yeah, it's a lot. You'd start a lot looking of food, really man. good and perform. Metabolism is very important, especially in this world mm -hmm. we live in, where there's just a surplus of food. You want a fast metabolism. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to the next one. So, why is it that women tend to do more cardio and seem to struggle with scale and dieting? Easy. It's an easy one. So, let's start with the macro. I'm going to go really quick on this one. Women in society have a lot more pressure to look skinny, fit, and beautiful. I agree. And people associate that. They oversimplify it and say, you need to eat at a caloric deficit, which in the... Uh, in vague terms, just means you got to diet, right? You got to eat less than you put in. Cardio has been heavily, heavily marketed as a way to burn fat because guess what? We have a lot of commercials on TV that advertise for treadmills, advertise for stair climbers, the, what, you name it. It's always an aerobic exercise thing because there's very little risk, there's very little liability, and it's very good for business. So these people advertise in your face, lose more calories per 20 minutes of exercise, bop, 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 bop. You're going to kill it. Now, only 20 minutes a day, four times a week. You'll crush it. And it's like people are like, that is so efficient. I will burn so many calories. And they think that burning calories is directly correlated to fat loss, which then will make you beautiful. It's very oversimplified. And it's not true. Oh, because oversimplification over <clears throat> equals more money. Yes, exactly. When it Just comes to marketing. Easy to digest. You think about it. You say, ah, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could swing that. 
Um, so people associate cardio with fat loss, um, which is complete horseshit. All cardio is is like shaving off calories that you may have overeaten temporarily, not on a long-term life scale. Okay, like if you always eat like shit throughout your entire life and you always do cardio, you're probably going to have less muscle mass, more fat susceptibility, bigger fat cells. It's just your body's going to be a different type of body. So for women, what was the how was the question structured exactly? Why is it that women tend to do more cardio and seem to struggle with scale and dieting? Women think that they're going to for the most part. Every client I've ever had that was an older woman that didn't exercise before has always told me, I don't want to get big and bulky. Yes. Oh I don't want God. to get too big. I've heard it over and you over You have 10% of the testosterone that a male does. And men are struggling to put on muscle mass with a regiment. So they need to take other things to even increase that. You think that you're going to have enough testosterone naturally occurring in your body to fucking blow you up to this like bodybuilder looking chick I, you know everybody dude, would be jacked if you just trained with me for three weeks and we're gonna get jacked and huge and buff like i have the fucking secret then if so I if you if you. if you if you're comparing yourself to a lady on instagram that is jacked out of her fucking mind bigger than i am all right she's on testosterone she's taking yeah. stuff because no woman no no you got it woman, woman can get that big just by lifting weights literally i've i've talk to girls who don't want to pick up a five pound dumbbell because they don't want bigger arms and i'm like no it's not gonna happen and i think we and have for an example well i just want to give you an example if you go to our girlfriend's page if you check out caitlin's instagram or jen's instagram they lift heavy they lift with you and i mm-hmm. they deadlift they fucking bench they squat heavy weight two okay. three to five reps and C- caitlin's not jacked out of their face they are both ideal body types yeah period the end yeah and then i also want to touch on because right here it's uh why do women tend to do more cardio and uh and stress over dieting and food you will lose more fat by weightlifting because like you Mm -hmm. mentioned before this the cardio sure it'll burn more calories let's say you do 20 minutes of cardio or 20 minutes of weightlifting of course the 20 minutes of cardio in that 20 minutes will burn more than weightlifting. However, when you do cardio, you're only burning in that 20 minutes. The rest of your 24 hours, you're not. When you weightlift and you have a muscle mass, and I don't mean huge, I don't mean shoulders popping out of your shirt, just a larger muscle mass than average, you will burn more throughout the entire day. Your entire day, your metabolism is spiked. So in terms, in, in retrospect, you will lose more fat by weightlifting mm-hmm. and having a better muscle mass. Exactly. And it, this could go even for this as well, sustainability. It's like I could use the uh, an analogy. Like if you were to own a house versus you like, so if you own a house and you rent it out and you don't have to do much work, you just have to maintain the house over time and you will continuously gain rent and rent and rent and you'll just keep making more money and more money and the more houses you own the more rent you'll make so it's not directly correlated to the amount of time that you spend doing it if you just could keep buying houses with the rent that you've made from the original house you just keep building your asset this is a metabolic asset that you're building versus i like that that's being someone who's just paying for rent and you have a place to stay for the time being but if you don't have the money you then just you keep paying 
every time. So if you don't have the time that you're spending at the gym to to uh, run three miles a day, which isn't even conducive to weight loss, let's just take that part. Let's take the science out. Let's just look at the time spent and the inefficiencies of it. You are going to have to spend more time doing that fat burning process yourself manually and you're going to consume more of your life. You're going to wear yourself down. You're going to be depleting yourself of energy. And on top of that, you then break down muscle from doing just cardio. Like if you don't weight train at all, you're just breaking down muscle because your body wants to be more efficient. It's going to adapt. And it says, this motherfucker wants to run three miles a day. I don't want to carry all this excess body weight. You know what is a very heavy thing that I've seemed to not need? Your fucking upper body muscle and your leg muscle. And these things are really heavy right now. So let's decrease their mass so that we could move this motherfucker as far as he wants to go. Mm -hmm. I love that. I tell people you all know? the time, your body adapts to everything you put it through. Plumbers, they're constantly wrenching away, right? Plumbers who have been plumbers for 20 years, they have the biggest forearms. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> they don't want, they don't like tell their body like, I'm going to work out for big forearms. They just do their job day after day, time under tension, and they have massive forearms. Me, I don't tell my body, ask my hands to grow calluses, but because I just, I'm always gripping metal, always gripping metal, and knurling, always gripping yeah. my hand. My body's just like, hey, we should put some extra skin there. Yeah. Just does it. So same thing with cardio. You do cardio over and over and over again. You are sending the signal to your body, and it's going to listen and say, oh, I don't need all this weight. Yeah. He's He or she is running a lot. I need to be better at running lose this muscle mass yeah and did you ever notice really heavy people have awesome calves uh what do you mean by he like, like heavy men for the most part have like the nicest biggest fucking vascular calves <laughs> it's weird you it's like those weird. calves don't you dude just look at them just watch you be like wow those are fucking nice calves like i kind of have some hey bro i like your calves <laughs> thanks dude yeah everything else i could do without <laughs> <laughs> so this next question i hate it so much you're gonna anyway go I already hate it. What are the best veggies for fat loss? Dude. The consumption of any. Tracy. No, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tracy. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm just like yelling at you here. I'm going to yell at you for this one. Yeah, you're taking the brunt. You're missing the point. The point of eating a veggie or the point of doing something or fitness and health, if, if you're always looking for fat loss, fat loss, dude, she's 118 pounds with a good physique. She has, I don't think, any fat on her body. You don't, you don't look for health and look for a veggie that's going to increase fat loss. Like, that's not the point. If you overall focused on health, like your overall health, you're overall optimizing your body, you're going to naturally be at a good body fat percentage. And you're not going to have to worry about that. It's not like, I need to burn fat today. I'm, I'm going to eat Brussels sprouts because they burn more fat than broccoli. Yeah. No, no. Just f focus on overall health. Incorporate a lot of veggies into your diet. Be healthy all around. Make sure you're not sedentary all day. Move around. Get good sleep. Do everything across the spectrum. And what you I will be at an optimal body fat. 100%. But what I do want to say about the veggies, there are no specific veggies that are going to burn fat, but I will entertain the question for what it is. Of course. If you are the type of person who does not want to eat bland bullshit food, and you shouldn't, you should have full, like, creamy Well, her next question is, is, what are your favorite veggies? So, like, how do you do the dishes, if that's what okay. you're about to explain? I could say that with the same thing. Okay. So, basically, vegetables are, like, 
as if you were to fill something up with air, it becomes more, right? There's more volume to it. It's going to fill you up, right? The fiber is going to help fuel and feed the gut bacteria in your stomach, which help with digestion and mood, which will then in return give you a better feeling, which will then help you go exercise, will help you relieve yourself of stress. You know, these little things will help you. It won't be a direct correlation to fat loss, but they will be aids in that pursuit, right? Now... Think about like having sauteed broccoli and olive oil and then having a side of uh, beans and peas and you name it, whatever type of vegetables you want, spinach and Brussels sprouts. You have them all in this like fist size, two fists pile of these vegetables drizzled in oil. That's about 250 calories with the oil, right? Not that much. And then you have a protein on the side, and then you have like a dipping sauce, which would be like avocado mayo and the pesto that I make, right? <laughs> It'd be 400 calories, and then you have about 200 calories of the pesto. So you're looking at like an 800-calorie meal, right? This would be something that I would eat, right? The vegetables are not burning fat for me, but what the vegetables are doing are contributing health to me. They are contributing a satiating feeling, so I feel full so I don't overeat, Right? It's giving me this diversity of micronutrients that my body may need to then burn fat and to operate optimally and then to just keep myself at a metabolic positive. Um, then I could keep filling my meals in with these vegetables, which will then not burn fat only because they're not doing that, but prevent me from overeating other shit. So instead of having a rice side dish, I have veggies sauteed in olive oil which are fibrous and great for you and have micronutrients and they contribute to your body's over, over, well, overall health and wellness, right? Instead of, I have all these macronutrients, these rice, protein, and veggies just to make the dish colorful, you know? And then it's like, I gotta put this in my body. They're not making you full, but if a big part of your meal is vegetables, it'll make you full and give you all the things that you need and you'll be clearer in the head. You'll be happier to diet consistently. You'll be more in a positive mood. And I think that that will contribute to your weight loss. 100%. Now let me give you a specific dish that I love to make. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> take a big pan, a big sheet pan, right? Is that what they're called? Was that your stomach? That was a gurgle in my throat. Jesus, put that away. It's already out. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a giant sheet pan, right? Aluminum foil. And then a big bowl. I put organic broccoli, organic Brussels sprouts, string beans, and asparagus, right? I put it all in a huge bowl I have. I pour a, a lot of extra virgin olive oil, 100% extra virgin olive oil all from over France. it. From France. From France. No, it's probably from Italy, honestly. I, I drench them in it. Then I, uh, a bunch of uh, Himalayan pink salt, pepper, garlic powder, and that's it. I don't put cayenne on it. I put it on like steaks. Got it. So I have it in this bowl and I do that thing where you like shimmy the bowl around and you flip all the veggies and you just lather everything in in the sauce. And then you, on the sheet pan, you just dump it, dump it across, spread it out evenly. You go to your oven, you put the broiler, the broiler on the top, you put it on low, put that. Smart man. Yep. Put that, uh, put the pan no, put the pan, oh. like the levels that you could take out in a okay, in yeah. the oven. Got it. Take out the level, put it all the way at the top, put the freaking sheet pan right under the broiler and let it sit there. It takes, I don't know, a time. I think it's like 20 minutes. minutes on low. 20. 
Ah, true. Because okay. you want to burn it. I like to burn it. I like to crisp it. Not burn it a like... Lot, bro. 20's a lot. Tw- I'd say 10. 10? Let's meet in the middle. I don't... When I cook these, mm-hmm. I do it every week. I don't look at time. I just keep the light on in the oven and I look at them. Gotcha. When I see a nice crisp at the top, boom, done. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'll take that huge sheet pan, throw it in a giant Tupperware, and th- those are my veggies for like... That's that's part of my veggies. I have yeah. others too. But that's like one of the dishes I make. That's, Super simple. Yeah, and it's not even a dish. But what's cool about that, which is better than a dish, is that it now becomes a a viable vegetable, uh, like a standalone side dish to anything else. Yep. Like you could be like, oh, I made chicken breasts. And then I... This. I so like for Sometimes I part, make pasta. I make lentil pasta. Yeah. And I'll just mix in the veggies in the pasta. Just have like a pasta salad. And throw like feta cheese on it. Yep. Like, and then oh, eggs. Okay. And I'll throw eggs on top. Oh, man. So I had eggs. So just side note. I had uh, the lentil pasta and then I put poached eggs and goat cheese. Mm-hmm. And it was mac and cheese. With it was olive mac and oil, right? With olive oil in there? I didn't even need to do it. It was so wet no. that I was just like, oh my God, dude, I'm done. Like, yeah, from the yolk, enough. right? From the egg yolk? Oh, yep. Yeah. Dude, best. It was protein. Protein in the pasta. And then protein from the goat cheese kind of. And then just awesome fats, good ratios, man. It's on point. Okay. What Next question. Got? Tracy. It's a big one. You stated to eat one to three hours post-workout. Okay, hold on. Congratulations. No, 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 Thanks no. for the advice. You stated to eat one to three hours post-workout. Like here I wake up. So she wakes up at 3.30 to 3.45 every morning. That's her problem. She Well, she works out before she goes to work. Does she sleep? I didn't ask That's what time. That's huge. I didn't, this I know. is like the fucking I didn't problem. ask what time she goes to bed. Okay. I, so anyway, I wake up at 3.30, 3.45, get to the gym about 4.45. Oh, she spends an hour getting ready. What are you getting ready man. for? You're an overachiever. We Done you, with Tracy. the gym and home by 6.15, 6, 6.20. Get ready and head to work. LOL. So I can and will wait to eat whenever I'm... Whenever I'm never dying post-workout but what would be the best suggestion for me to begin to eat for me to begin to eat meaning window to feed the beast this is justin's first time reading so we just need to bear with oh my god obviously it's not (laughs) put well put together well all right (laughs) what Okay, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break this part. I'm gonna break it apart. Sorry, guys, if you made it this far. So she's saying that I stated to eat one to three hours post. So I remember this conversation. She asked me. She's like, "What do you eat uh, right after your workout? Like, do you bring food? Because I bring food, right?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, you don't really have to eat twenty minute anabolic window, you know, after your workout." I'm like, "I work out, and then by the time I get home and make the food it's about like an hour two hours after you know after i talk to mike and hang out at outlift take the pictures sit in the sauna for 30 minutes by the time i'm done by the time i'm eating it's like two hours after my workout Mm -hmm. and she's like oh but what about the anabolic window and all this stuff so i was like it's really kind of just like a marketing tactic to get you to bring your protein powder to the gym and eat the protein powder you know and rep their cups yeah rep rep their cups and whatever so she was she was very specific about everything. She was like, okay, so then when should I eat? When should I? And I was like, it's We're not. with an alpha female here. I know. And I know. You need to just tell her. She, she wants to like to kill be, it. She doesn't kill need it. to be an alpha. You oh. don't because alphas don't have friends. <laughs> I, don't what I, was... I really mean that because she's going to do way too much. And this her waking up that early 
imbalancing her hormones. She's under eating. She's overworking, overworking out. Both of those. I don't know what you do for a living, Tracy, but God damn it, man. You need to just slow it a little bit. You got to slow it down just a little bit. So that's what I was, I was trying to explain. I'm like, listen, I use fitness and health to just supplement my life, right? Mm -hmm. I have these things I love to do, these creative things I want to achieve. And I use fitness and health to make me better at those. So I was like, if I stress, if I, if I wake up and I'm like, I'm hungry. Oh my God. But I need to follow my intermittent fasting schedule. No, fuck that. If I wake up and I'm hungry, okay, I'm going to go eat before I go to the gym today. Mm -hmm. But the next day, if I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm okay today. I don't need to eat. I'm not going to eat. Like there's no schedule. There's no routine. So if I come home from the gym and I'm like, I'm not that hungry. I'm not going to have a lot of carbs. I'm just going to have a lot of fat. Today, my diet is going to have a lot more fats than carbs. It's not scheduled. It's just how I feel. But that, but see, devil's advocate, some people don't have that autopilot feature where you could autopilot all the knowledge that you have and all the understanding about your micros and your which macros. Which I get. And like you could which just kind of be like, oh yeah, it's been like 600 calories. Uh, I've only eaten 600 calories. I got to eat more. Yeah. And I mean, she like, tracks, people she like, tracks tra- every tra- single day. She tracks every single day. So she knows. So is she fasting before her workout? So she was asking me about intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and I told her, I was like, well. I don't think it's good for her. Yeah. Of course not. A 1,200 calories in a minute. She's too stressed. There's way too many stress going on in the body. So I told her, I was like, well, I maybe fast maybe two or three days a week. And she's like, oh, what days? Like what, how much time? How much this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, it's not structured. It's just, if I'm feeling good, if my nutrition was on point the day before and the day before that, and I wake up and I know it's going to, you know, I'll be home around noon. I won't just, I won't eat till noon. And there's no set. It's not like. It's not like I get home and I'm like, oh, it's only been 11 hours and 30 minutes. I need to wait another 45 minutes. And then I sit there and wait for it. No, I'll just fucking eat. Yeah. Like I just, it, it was hard to explain because I don't think she got that. Intermittent fasting should be a tool. It shouldn't be a lifestyle. Ketogenic diet should not be a lifestyle. It should be a tool. All these things are tools, right? Our nutrition has not been set by any standards. We don't have a manual for this life that we live. There's no specific guidelines. There's no sleep schedule that's 100% necessary. But there's a lot of evidence that says eight hours should be your goal, right? And I think people take these things way too serious. And they try to fill in, fit things into their lives that just don't, they're not compatible Right. So if you want to gain muscle, lose fat and you want to intermittent fast at the same time and also go keto, it's like, stop. You're not putting on you're not wearing badges. You're not like a fucking Boy Scout or Cub Scout who's like, I got my badges. I got my keto badge and I got my intermittent (laughs) fasting badge. It's like you don't have those. Okay, you are just a human being trying to optimize this existence. And if you're stressing out about optimizing it, then you're not optimizing it. Right. And it's like you need to do one thing at a time, see how it works and then compile other things on top of that and see how those work. And if they don't work together, then you need to omit one. Which one worked for you originally? How did you feel after doing one thing? And then how did you feel after adding another thing on top of that first thing that you did? Oh, it ruined it. We'll take that one back. We'll do something else. You know, but she's just stacking right now. And I think that's her problem is that she's doing too many things. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're very right about the sleep. Sleep is, is, if someone said, what's the most important thing about life? I'd say sleep. Mm -hmm. Because when I don't get sleep, I'm a dick. Google it and pull up studies that recent studies about sleep cycles. (laughs) Just sleep. It's very important. Oh, I get it. Very, very important. Uh, Next question. What are thoughts on carb cycling? I think they're amazing. Have you ever done it? I did it this week. I've I've carb cycled before when I used to do like fitness modeling and I felt the best. I was in like one of the greatest shapes I've been in. 
So carb cycling for those who don't. I don't know, even maybe. want to call it carb cycling. I mean, it's for car- me, it's for carb what cycling. I do, I it's more like intensive energy fueling, like yeah. fat and well, carbs. but that's because you're very lenient and you do it how you feel. We're talking about someone who tracks and they want a number and they want to be specific yeah. and they have a. I think they should just percent increase their fat and carb so that they have to stress about less. Yes, and add more fuel sources, so carb or fat. Have the dichotomy of those two, and then their protein goes down a little bit as they increase those. You know that would be probably the smartest way to go about it, and I do stand behind that completely because you need to stimulate your metabolism. Everything adapts and then becomes very flat. You want that malleable diet where you can be, oh, I'm up today, I'm down here, but you're gonna have fluctuations in your physique. So when you do carb cycle, you need to realize that it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows every single day. There's gonna be that light at the end of the tunnel or that small percent increase in your overall macro uh in your overall caloric intake you'll be allowed to take more calories in at some point after you carb cycle for a while because you're training your body to work off of more right so i think that that's kind of what we talked about before with increasing your calories a little bit that would be like carb cycling to a certain extent unless she's yeah. doing it weekly like oh saturday and sunday are my carb cycle days where i just flood yeah i mean if you're going to carb cycle obviously set it up don't pull something up online and be like, this is what you should do. Yeah. Set it up for your life. If you know uh, typically Fridays, you have so much work to do, you have a tutoring, you're there, you're here, you're working out, and you have a shitload of stuff to do, make that your high-carb day. You know, mm-hmm. Eat a lot of food that day because you're doing a lot. If you know Sundays, you do nothing but sit and watch football all day. Intermittent fasting day. Intermittent fasting day and... Do your low carb day on a Sunday because you're not going to move. You're going to be sedentary and you're you're not maybe you're not working out also on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So don't pull something up online where like this is the best one if you do high, low, low, high, low. It's like no, 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 no. Make it once again. Use fitness and health to supplement your life and to make you better. And make, use your common sense when assessing <laughs> these things as of well. Of course, of course. Uh, this next question is cool. What are some of your favorite condiments like mustard or salsas, things like that? Ah. Uh, so many. I love. I honestly love all of them. I just. I will tell you what I don't like off the bat. Ketchup doesn't exist in my life. Yellow mustard is weird. Um, and regular mayonnaise that is not avocado oil or sunflower seed oil could go fuck itself. So those three <laughs> are the only things I don't. Everything else. Well, Cholula talk about talk about things sauce. you use. Yeah. As, so Chal- sauce. Cholula hot sauce is the original. It's fucking amazing. Funny. Uh, do you like Frank's hot? Sauce? I do, but Cholula is so much better. Okay. Yeah, Frank's is cool, but like. Because no, I like Frank's. I I like it for wings. I like it like when I used to make wings with like butter and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you mix those two together, it's really good. But um, and then I avocado mayo, so avocado oil, mayonnaise, with the egg yes. yolks. Don't get the vegan shit. Tastes horrible, and there's no macros in. You don't get any cholesterol. Cholesterol is really good for you, so take it in. And so is protein. So those two come in. That mayo, which is its own standalone side, and then I mix it with any fibrous vegetable, and Me it too, tastes man. stupid. I, I've been um, eating avocado pesto. mayo with every single one of my meals. And pesto, and pesto yes. That combo, a gen is addicted to Dude, it. Me too. Bro. The three of us, we eat it every every it's day almost. Pesto, so if anyone doesn't know what's in pesto, it's, it's basil. Uh, basil, just ground up really, really fine. And then you have Parmesan cheese, uh, salt, pepper, olive oil, and that's it. Really, for the most part. 
and it's incredible. And then you mix that with avocado mayo, and you put that on your steak or your chicken and or your any sweet protein. potato in your pasta. Make the lentil pasta, the black bean pasta with the pesto sauce. Oh man, done. Okay, and you can't really overeat that. You no. really can't. If you pair it's it with basil. a good protein, you can't overeat that. I mean, you definitely can overeat just the pasta dish. But, like, if you add a protein to it, it's like you can't, man. You really can't. Yeah. So some sauces I like. I do like mustard. And I love When mustard. I was tracking, yeah. when I was big into tracking, yeah. mustard was my best friend because it has zero calories. It's just like a seed. Somehow yeah. has zero calories. Um, I like the pesto, the mayo. I do it almost every day. Extra virgin olive oil is a big oh, yeah. sauce I use. Um, and I can't... I, I don't s- use others on the daily basis that I could think of, but I could definitely recommend. I could recommend the people that you do any um, tomato sauce. I was going to say salsa, do it. salsa, like a real salsa where yeah. there's no uh, hydrogenated oils in them hummus. or artificial sweeteners. Hummus for people. Real organic hummus where yeah. it's just hummus, the ingredients. Avocado. Uh, I've actually made my own. Have you ever made your own hummus? No. I used to do that with my Nutribullet. It's just chickpeas, mm-hmm. uh, olive oil, seasonings, and uh, makes sense. That's okay. basically you it. Just and you just fucking. It'd be a wrap. Yeah. Um, also, uh, what I said, I just said guac, guacamole. Yes. This is another one. But yeah, actually, yeah, I do that. I do that a lot. You know what I do? I squish an avocado in a bowl and I put pesto in it and then I whip it up and it's an avocado pesto spread. I can only imagine because the avocado gives it structure. So it's not yeah. like wet. It's more Dude, just so like pasty. So good. Yeah, man. So there you go. Those are some clever. sauces. Yeah. Done. That's enough. If you need more than that, then you're, you got a baby palate. <laughs> So I told her some Dunkaroos. Uh, I told her about the book Genius Foods because that kind of changed my For perspective. Like her, I'd say that on nutrition. So th- this question is: that book you stated, what was so good about it, and what what made it change your mind on food and diet? Should I purchase? So Genius Foods. Did you read it? No. Oh, really? I didn't read it. Oh, you just know about it because you listen to the podcast. And I know like what his approaches and yeah. So Genius Food is a book written by Max Lugavere, who. T- 20 years ago or 15 years ago, his mom was diagnosed diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's. So he went on a mission to learn everything he possibly could about Alzheimer's, why it happened, how it happened, what it is, and how to not cure it. Because once you have it, it's kind of it's kind of done. But to prevent it or for his mom's case to slow it down, to give her the best life possible she can while dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, so this book, it's head to toe just... It debunks all of processed foods. It gives you, it gave me the keys and the insight to, to start reading ingredients and to start actually paying attention to everything I put in my body, like to the, to the, to the micronutrient, to the ingredient, to the, what is this oil and what is it doing to me? What is this artificial sweetener? What is this filler, this preservative, this antibiotic? And what is it doing to me? Because when you take in food, I mean, it's, it's going in your gut, right? And your gut health, your gut microbiome now is, they found out, is what produces 90% of all neurotransmitters. So in turn, when you eat something, it is getting digested, it is going in your gut, it is creating chemicals, and it's creating signals, and it is emitting into your brain. It's how you feel, it's how you look, it's how you act. The cells of the food you break down is turned into the cells of of me. Mm -hmm. I am created by food, my hands, my skin. I am cells, living cells that are created from the cells of food so when my food is trash i'm gonna act like trash be like trash so this book it highlights perfectly this point if you don't already think like this on a daily basis 
buy this book, read it. It's literally $17 on Amazon. Yeah, Genius no Foods by Max Lugavere. <clears throat> and if you don't like reading, get the audio audio version of it. Listen to it while you drive. Yeah. Do you ever hear you ever hear something that I've heard people be like, that's gross. Um, things that are made from recycled plastic or recycled anything when they're like kind of whatever you're about to say about it. No. oh oh yeah, yeah just yeah. like sure. uh, that's that's made of recycle uh, i don't okay. know that's i haven't weird. heard that but i get it i get what they're so saying. like you'd be like oh well, this was a bottle someone sipped on and then now it's my toothbrush ew that's gross well think about that that's like food right you put in shit it breaks it down and now you become particles of the shit you ate <laughs> and then now those are conducting your life you know, like things like that, it's, we got to really understand. Like we don't think about it because it's very, it's you don't di- see it. You don't see it. And happening. diet is directly correlated to, for the most part, an addiction. People are addicted to sugar to a certain degree, to a certain extent. They have a, a emotional association with food. You know, whenever their parents got into a fight when they were really young, they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll go get you ice cream. We'll make you feel better. Like there's these associations that we don't really know. And that some people are like, ah, it doesn't really matter. Stop. Like, fucking ice cream's going to kill you. It's like, no, what it's going to do is decrease the quality of your life. And you're not going to see that until one day you're on a hospital bed and someone says, oh, well, you know, you, you we have, have to remove your gall, your yeah. gallbladder and. We're going to take you away from your family for a little bit. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to be eating through a straw. You're going to have all these different problems. And now the weight of that is on your family. And now they're in grievance. Like, that's where this fucking ice cream is going to put you. But this chronic ice cream, not just ice cream, but the chronic use and consumption. Month after month, year after year. Day after day. 40 years old, you've been doing it for 40 years. Exactly. 50 years old, you've been doing it for 50 years. And you became the particles of shit that you put into your body just your genes are doing a pretty good job at making you look like you got your shit together, but you don't. Yeah. I mean, this book highlighted all that for me and it really, like I knew about it, but this book fucking, I was, after reading the book, my diet was perfect. Yeah. It's I like did not everyone, fuck around. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows about diet, but no one understands. Well, that's diet. how I was. I knew about it. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I eat clean, but no, dude, Yeah, no. I was fucking myself up. Not at all. And I remember, I remember on a podcast on air while I, after I read this book, we were talking and I was explaining how good I felt, how much energy I had, like how, uh, not inflamed my body was, how great my workouts were. And I remember thinking like, fuck, this is how it feels to just be human, to just right. not be in an era of processed food. Cause processed food came out in the 1900s. Right. Yeah. So before that, for hundreds of thousands of years, no human ever had processed foods or fake shit. It was all real. So humans have always felt this way. And I'm just feeling it now at 24 for the first time ever. And I'm just yeah. like, fuck, this is how a human feels. And I'm missing out on this. So no so get that book. Just get the book. $17. Uh, this next question is kind of a loaded question. I don't know. I'll just I'll, I'll read it, but we'll see. What's the best diet for a woman my age, 34? She, uh, height, five foot two, And I'm an intense... Uh, she works out intensely. That's a big question. What should your diet be? 34, 5 foot 2, works out intensely. That, I can't, can't lots, do it. Just, it's like, lots of whole foods. Eat your carbs. Eat your fats. I have to say, have I to would never give somebody a different... The only time I would ever tailor a routine differently on a macronutrient scale is depending on activity level, right? So, I mean, everybody should be taking in roughly... If you're sedentary, you just I, I can't even give you a a regiment if you're sedentary because I just I don't feel like you're gonna follow through with it, right? So I'd say seventy five percent to a hundred percent of your body weight 
your your lean body mass in protein. So what that means is if you had no fat on your body and you were to get weighed, you need that that many pounds, you need that many grams of protein. So if you are a woman who is 130 pounds, but if you stripped all your fat down, you'd be maybe 120, you are 120 grams of protein. That's your recommended thing. Um, SD card is full. Damn. Yeah. Oh, well. Bye-bye, like YouTube video. That sucks. That's okay. Really? Oh, we're in an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean... Let's just end this que- end on this question because yeah, there's a lot more. Yeah, we'll save it for another day. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, we could do it. The YouTube video's fucked though. That's okay. I mean, the, the YouTube videos, it's not going anywhere from now. We can't even close yeah. it out. Yeah. All right, whatever. Um, bye YouTube. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, and then from there, I would say because once you get your protein taken care of, you kind of, I'm a firm believer of higher fats with less activity. So like sure, if you're sense. less active of a person, I. I would give you more fats to to to, uh, to eat because you're going to stay satiated. You're going to stay fuller. Um, a lot of that has to do with eating a lot of vegetables because then you drench them in oils, which are very beneficial. Um, so I would say for someone who's 5'2", 120 pounds, which is 20, 120, um, I would say you're probably looking at about 2,000 calories max so I'd put your like 1,900 calories um, and if you're working out five days a week she said intense resistance I'd say 2,200 calories then if she's doing it that much that yeah, but work your way often, up to that nice and slow yeah but that would be where, where like I would live at two yeah. to 2,200 calories if you're intensely working out for an hour and a half every day let's rapid fire these because there's one two three four five six seven eight Nine, right, ten questions. We got... uh, what are some of your thoughts on dextrose and all that stuff post workout? Dextrose is that dextrose. an artificial yeah. sweetener? No, it's a it's a carbohydrate. Oh, so it's just a very very easily broken down carbohydrate that could be shuttled into your muscles very quick. So once again, I feel like this is just one of those it's, specific it's a, things where if we tell you yes, you're going to structure it like crazy yeah, and think it's, a it's like bodybuilder hack is what it is. It's a bodybuilder hack. Um, it's it's for people who want to get excess calories in and get it in at a good time, right? So I want a lot of dextrose when my body is at a very sensitive time and I'm very insulin sensitive. So I'm going to take that post-workout. post-workout of course. Um, that's a, that that's all I got to say for that. I'm not a fan of it because I'm not a fan of anything in its form that was not found in nature. So I would not So you can take this a like a powder? Day. Yeah, that make dextrose oh, powder. Wow. So people will put that. that with their protein powder. Yeah, no, fuck post-workout, that. Eat real food. Yeah, especially when you only have... 15 to 2,000 calories to eat, enjoy them. Yeah. But if not, if you want that quick fix, a little bit of dextrose and a whey protein well, with right, a banana, that. like, uh, maybe, but I'm, I don't advocate. No. No. No, me neither. If you're in a rush and, like, you want Next to get, question. Yeah. How did you finally stop all cravings? I realized you said you changed your diet to higher fats, but how did you overcome the hump, needless to say? Like, do I incorporate fats, but what's your best approach for someone like me? Okay. I know exactly. Go ahead. Okay. You need to face your fear of overeating. You need to realize what it is. You need to realize what your issue is with gaining weight. Define that. This is a psychological journey you have to go on. Identify your relationship with food and why you feel the way you do with food. Why are you so scared to overeat? What is it that's pressuring you? Face that. 
if it's your image, you feel insuff- you feel insuff- insufficient, you feel like if you're fat, no one's going to like you, then you're very selfish and you're very self-centered. And you need to focus on that because that's going to be the thing that relieves you of that stress. I had the same thing. I had a really bad eating disorder. We've talked about it on the podcast. I'm I, My relationship with food was comfort and just really not facing what I felt as a kid, which was I'm not good enough. I'm not adequate enough. I just always felt that as a kid. And ever since then, I was able to say, no, just eat. Own your position, who you are, what you're about. You know the answer. You know you could eat all these big complex meals like where it's full of fat, full of carbs, full of fiber, full of protein. And as you eat those, you as long as you structure them throughout the day, you're never going to overeat because they're so satiating and filling that you'll never have those cravings. You're yeah, just, so that's you why I explained to, to your her, body. I didn't have cravings because I was eat, I'm eating a lot of fat. I'm not eating 30 grams of fat. I'm eating 150, 200. So all this fat is satiating, like you just said. So I really wasn't craving sugar. I was good. I was happy and content and f- like fulfilled. Uh, and then she's asking, how do I incorporate fats? Throw in an avocado with your eggs. Throw in an avocado with your pasta. Extra virgin olive oil. Use that all the time. Eat almonds. Eat macadamia nuts. Uh, MCT oil. Put it in your coffee. Uh, cook your steak with grass-fed butter, you know, right there. That's a handful, yeah. and I'm going to leave it but at people that. People are scared of doing that, and that's why no. it's like just face your fears of food, and you will be able to incorporate all this food. Yep. Uh, so this is a great one, which I just learned and accepted myself for this holiday season. What do you do when you're at a social event and there is all this food around you, but you have a goal in mind? Eat it. Eat it. Yeah. Literally just eat it. I I was that person. I, oh my God, I forgot about this story. What a fucking douchebag I was. What a motherfucker I was. Oh my God. I was dieting for nothing more than just like freelance modeling. I wasn't with an agency. I wasn't for shits and giggles. My cousin had a confirmation at this hall. It was so much money. Like it was a big event at the watermill. Uh, You know the watermill? Big event. I brought a fucking Tupperware of food. Oh, you piece of shit. Listen to... (laughs) I, the Tupperware guy, hate you. Listen to this. (laughs) I brought a Tupperware. I go to the wait staff and I say, can you please put this in the fridge? I have to eat this. This is my food. She smiles and puts it in the fridge. When the entrees came out, she had my Tupperware on a silver platter and came out and served it to me when they put dishes in front of everyone else. And I oh, fucking ate no. my chicken and rice and broccoli. And I didn't care. I was content. I was fucking you having fun. You probably had pride in it too. At the I did. Time, I, I took a picture and put it on Instagram. Me and the server with, uh, with it on a fucking silver tray. You fucking idiot. Oh my God. I forgot about that. It's, I think it's a lack of understanding. Just eat. This holiday it's a fear season. Of food. It's, of course that, it is. It, of course. It's the same, same Because it's like, we're going to sit down and eat all this food, five courses and dessert. I can't do that. I have a goal. But no, man, th- this holiday season, I ate. I ate with my family. Did I, it help I, you? Yeah, I it was happy. It you, man. It and look at me. I'm not overweight. Exactly. I'm not fat. I'm fucking killing it right now at the gym. And worst case scenario, if you eat like that, go to the gym fasted the next day. You're, you just yeah. filled up your suitcase. Or, That's all you did. You filled up a suitcase for the activities that you're going to do tomorrow. Go use it. you scared you're going to go fill use another the suitcase. bag? Like, what the fuck do you... What are you so scared of? Just go use all the things you put in your suitcase right there, and then after that, you fill it up again. Why the fuck do you have to be like, oh, I'm, no, I'm God forbid I fill up a suitcase again. Yeah, exactly. It's, but it, you have to analyze your addiction to food, because if you're scared of it, that means that there's something that you haven't faced yet. 
It's just yep. that easy. Easy as that. And then it's, if anything, it's complex. If you really eat issue, too much, go for a mile walk. It'll take yeah. you. What does that take? Five minutes. And it's to walk a mile. Yeah. And you get to think and go for a walk. Reflect. You'll be perfectly fine. Don't stress over that. There's so much better things in life. Really. Yeah. Nobody cares about your weight. <sighs> All right. Next question. Favorite cardio machine? Question mark. I don't uh, remember the last time I did my cardio. Feet walking. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I used the Honestly, cardio machine. A machine, though, if I have to, if I have to just say it, just pick one. I would say a rower. Yes. Or a ski erg. A rower. I agree with the rower. Because there, there's resistance in there. Yeah, I don't do and cardio. Though. I really power. don't do cardio. I move. I move a lot. Yeah. Rower. <laughs> rower. Where did you learn all this? Practice. So I st- so me personally, I started self educating. Yeah, my when I first started, it was just like bro science, just listening to people that were around me. Like, oh, I need a protein shake. Okay, uh, whatever that is, and then oh, I need a pre workout. Do I need it? Oh, yeah, you need it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I just fed all this bullshit, and then I started seeing results, and I was like, I could be a trainer. So then I I personally just purchased my ISSA, um, did that, which is an International Sports Science Association, which is a it's a Deg- not a degree, a uh, certification. certification, and that gave me, that gave me a legitimacy. Like I could actually like fact check myself and question things according to a textbook. So I was like, oh well, at least I have like a Bible here for it, you know. Um, but that was it. So whatever I pick and choose out of that to apply to my life was kind of the only thing that mattered. Then I data dumped the rest of it and forgot about it. Then I'd say practice over time. And then actually giving a shit. Yeah, but so now, that, now you and I, where we learn everything is through just the internet and searching and digging through the bullshit, yeah. and realizing what's real and what's true using our experience. Uh, we test a lot of things on ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, podcast, YouTube, just reading. We, you and I, actually reading, go on yeah. like scientific journals, journals, and yeah. read data. Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, it's not I, like my main thing, but yeah. a lot of times like, we do. But and to the extent just that I need it, I do it a lot. You yeah, know, it's like, and there's no teacher telling us today you're going to read this chapter, write me this, read yeah. this. I find enjoyment in it. You find enjoyment in Driven it. Driven by curiosity. Yep, and that's, that's it. it. That's what this podcast is. Uh, just like around. she's asking us the questions. It's yes. like if you have to ask other people the questions. Maybe you're doing too much in your yeah. life. Like, just take down the time and just research it yourself. If you really, really do care and you want objective truth, you like, I don't care what I have to do. I will shift my lifestyle for the truth. Then do that. Research. But if you're scared to face the, all you got to do is diet, exercise, and you'll be fine. Just eat whole foods. Wake, go to sleep. Wake up at a reasonable time. Crush a workout. Find something you love to do, and then you'll be fine. People don't want to hear that. People want to hear no, no, no. There's that. There's that supplement. Yeah, give me that. Give me that pill. That What's booster? that pill you take? You yeah. got to take something. What's that supplement? None of it. None of it. But there is programming, like workout programming, that is super yeah, important. Yeah, which you could you could DM Frank or I for yeah, programming. That we're, will help you. We're sponsored but... by a really good company that makes the sickest weightlifting programs. And actually, the strongman program I'm on right now, dude, I am loving it. I know. I can't I'm wait loving to go it. fucking work out, dude. Yo, Caitlin and I squatting and benching very soon. I cannot wait. Caitlin and I, well, I a day of the fast. a day of the strongman program, the strong program was a full workout with sandbags. Dude, <clears throat> kicked my ass just picking up a sandbag. Like there's no grip. I'm used to yeah. I'm used to a nice little barbell fitting right perfectly yeah. in my hand. Some of them curved for the curvature of the <laughs> hand. Dude, just picking up sandbags and shouldering it, carrying it. It was cool. Really good program. Uh, next question. I guess that ties into the next question. What gym do you train at again? Uh, Outlift Athletics in and East Lifetime. of Talkit. That's it. See ya. <laughs> I don't train at Lifetime. Well, no. Nah, it was- 
thrown in my oh so i train there and i also train people there so if you have any questions about that shoot me a dm just romano on instagram um thoughts on dandelion root dandelion don't worry about it it's gonna calm you down that's it well it's also a liver detox it's like a detox. It's. I bet. I bet it works if you have an issue. If you have issues with toxins within your body, and you have a medical diagnosis, you did blood work, or you have heavy metals, like whatever the issue is in your body. It's just fine, not the big picture. But you're, yeah, you're, you're shave. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to shave the straight razor while you have a fucking afro. Like just chill. Like you're doing too much fine grooming for something that's. Yeah. You need, just focus you need on the big rock, the big picture, which is. Just real whole foods, organic, uh, eating the uh, uh, the appropriate amount of fats, the appropriate amount of carbs, and just enjoying life. Honestly, yeah. dandelion root. Decorating when, when <laughs> decorating your windows before you have a foundation on your fucking house. Like chill. So this is one more. Okay. We're on the last one. Hit it for our two hours. But it's kind of it's kind of bizarre the way it's worded. It's a statement, and then at the end she goes, "What are your?" What what's your take on the statement above? So I'm going to read this statement, but I think it's misworded. So here we go. If you belong in the less experienced training for general fitness and weight loss group, then you can exercise first thing in the morning and continue to follow your intermittent fasting program until lunch. As long as you get enough quality foods in your two meals. Yep. What is your take on the statement above? You can. Explain it, though. So if the question was, can I just, if I'm someone who's trying to maintain slash build muscle and starting fat, fitness, I'm not doing any like crazy sports or anything, um, your average person, and I go work out in the morning fasted, and then I wait until lunch to eat, and then I only have about two or three big meals. That but you have an adequate macro, amount of macros. Yeah. Macro and micronutritional needs, and I'm really full by the end of it, and then I could operate well. That's fine. Yeah. So basically if I, like I said, I eat 3000 calories or a little more. If I only had two meals a day, but they were 1500 and 1800 calories each meal. Perfect. I'm good. Yeah. That'd be 3,300. Yep. I said 3000 or over. Oh, I don't know. I was joking. I was like, your math is off there, homie. But all right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're hundred percent right. And like, that's, that's intermittent fasting. That's the definition of it. Yeah. So like. So that was fun. Yes. I actually really like doing questions like that. She said she has a lot more to send. Tell her to send more. And honestly, I'll, I'll find some on my own. We'll do it through our Instagram. I like that. I like this a lot better. It's cool. So and they're really. The new structure. They're cool questions to like. Yeah. Break down. You know. Yeah. No, I like it a lot. Because then it gives us context. Instead of like, oh, you know what I feel is important? This. And like it's been working. But I mean, I can only think of so much. And you can only think of so much. So. Of course. We're going to get course. you guys involved. So if you made it this far, we love you. We appreciate you. You're our homie. Yes, we do. And um, is that a, you got everything? Yeah, that's we're it. Just, we're going to wrap it up right there. All right, guys. Well, it's amazing to be back in New York. LOL. JK. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> just looked at you. I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, but I do, I'm happy to be in front of this microphone. Yeah, it feels Guaranteed. really nice to put yeah, the headphones on and start good. talking again. Um, so with that, I really hope you guys can come up with some questions for us. Hit us on the DMs on Instagram, on our personal accounts or the Young Minds. And we will come back with your questions. If you want us to shout you out, fucking say it. 
let us know. Some people like to stay private. Um, and with that, we have another podcast coming this weekend. Friday. Most likely Sun Friday. Friday and Sunday. Friday and, and Tuesday. Sunday and Tuesday. Now we're back. Dude, we're talking rapid fire. There we go. Yeah, right. Making up for lost time. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please come down to the bottom of that page. Hit those five stars and uh, leave a comment. Yes. Peace. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah.